everyone and welcome to the WAN show there is a ton of news to talk about this week so if you hate it when we get distracted from shilling for lttstore.com and randomly bantering then you are not going to have a lot of fun today let's get right into it no delay new york lawmakers are debating background checks for 3d printers oh and our headline topic nvidia is no longer allowed to export rtx 4090s to china how will they game without 4090s it's actually impossible i mean they're gonna look back on their lives and think how much of my life did I spend without ray, ray tracing? tracing? That's an older reference, yeah. but come it on. It still checks out. It still checks out, right? What else we got today? Apple to potentially update phones while they're in their boxes okay, still? no. That is actually cool. No, that's wild. And I actually really like it. Because that means they can turn them on remotely. Well, we'll talk about that later. That's nuts. We'll talk about that later. I don't later. know what's going on later. with that. Uh, and Twitter's going to charge users. I don't know. I was told not to read the doc. I don't know what other topics are in here. I'm, I've been I've been told there's like a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, they're good. I I believe. Wow, this Donkey Kong game. We'll talk about that later. Okay, stop reading. It's okay, gonna be great. Okay, okay. All right, why don't we jump right into our first topic. We're going to get through it pretty quick because it's not actually a big discussion one. It just kind of worked as a title. The U.S. has banned the export of <laughs> RTX 4090s to China as part of their attempts to keep China behind in terms of technological savvy. It doesn't seem to be going that well based on that new Huawei phone that just came out. Have you been paying attention to that? No. So it's supposedly their first completely homegrown fabbed processor that's reasonably modern and yeah it's a little on the slower side compared to what you can get from the likes of qualcomm or apple right now but it's not that bad like it's you know if you think about that they could clearly build guided missiles 10 years ago and you look at this processor on this phone and go well it's a lot faster than phones from 10 years ago yeah it's like if if the U.S.'s goal is that they're not going to be able to build weaponry or whatever, then I think that that's going great. Uh, the U.S. is increasing... I think it's AI research, but yeah. Well, AI is a big part of it right now, but in general, they're trying to put pressure on China and keep them uh, keep them behind the U.S. in terms of technological advancement, which I think is... I think that horse is kind of out of the paddock. Is it horses that come out of the paddock? It's something. Something. The horse is bolted. Something, something like that. The barn door is open. Sure. The point is... Cats uh, out of the bag? The U.S. is increasing... Why did you put a cat in a bag? Not not like... What is wrong with you? It's like a, it's like a messenger bag. Was it at least one, just one cat? And, and the it's open. How many cats did you have so, in there? It's just an easier way to carry... What oh, the there's like fuck? Six. There's like six. Only one of them got out of the bag. The U.S. is increasing export restrictions on advanced AI chips to China, which will also limit exports to countries like Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and Vietnam, though China is the primary target of the policy. Companies will now require a special export license to ship NVIDIA 
A800s and H800 GPUs to China. There are variants of the A100 and H100, although I think there's some typos in here, that NVIDIA modified. Oh, these are the variants of the A100 and H100 that NVIDIA modified to comply with export restrictions put in place last year. So those were intended to keep China from having access to the most advanced AI chips. Uh, now they're basically going, yeah, no. Uh, the old rules left consumer graphics cards untouched, but the new rules also restrict sales of NVIDIA's RTX 4090. Vendors can apply for a special license to sell these GPUs, but it's not clear how likely the government is to grant them. Companies will also be required to inform the U.S. government before selling chips below the restriction threshold. In August 2022, this is a big hit for NVIDIA, NVIDIA disclosed that it anticipated $400 million in quarterly sales. Not annual sales. Quarterly. Quarterly sales from China. <sighs> so there's a couple main discussion points here. You know, one of them is, is this going to do anything? And I, I think I've made my feelings on it pretty clear. In the very, very, very short term, it might slow down some of China's AI progress. Um, I have a potential counter argument to that. But really? Yeah. I, you know what? I would love to hear it. So maybe uh, in regards to raw compute power, it will. But I think the policy wrestling that the American companies have to deal with will slow them down just as much or more. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. Also, I am not convinced that we necessarily need a ton more hardware out there in the field to continue to develop AI in a meaningful yeah, way, uh, if that makes sense to you. Like, yes, if you want to build a service that real customers are really using and refine things, for, for sure. But at the research level, I'm willing to bet that there are enough RTX whatever the craps in China right and now. And uh, I guarantee you they could poke through that firewall to access remote power if they needed to. Remote resources, I should say, if they needed to. Um, yep. Also, uh, a lot of the models, like the what is Llama and all these other ones, they're all open anyways. Like, uh, and and no, maybe it's not the 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 point of the sword, but they're 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 pretty ridiculously good. I I don't know. I I don't think there's really any holding them back very much. I mean. Personally, Elijah from our um, who's our junior writer in the writing department and clearly has some research to do uh, asks, wouldn't NVIDIA just make a factory over there or am I ignorant? So the restrictions are from the U.S. government on NVIDIA, a U.S. company headquartered in the U.S. that prevent NVIDIA from shipping advanced processors to China. Those processors are actually manufactured in Taiwan, which, depending who you ask, is or isn't part of China. Uh, but for the purposes of these regulations, Taiwan, it would not be part of China, which is a really kind of funny thing. It's very interesting. Because the U.S.'s stance is sort of like, we don't take a position on this. By the way, Except. NVIDIA, you may not export chips to China that are manufactured in... Taiwan. You know what? We're not going to take a position on this. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> so, so the U.S. government is sort of within their rights to restrict these exports, but also I think this raises some really interesting questions about, in general, the the barriers that are being put up between international cooperation um, where governments are stepping in, and especially the U.S. government, uh, governments are stepping in and restricting companies' abilities to operate over 
borders internationally. Uh, I'm honestly not the right person to talk about that. There's That's, a lot of yeah. There's a lot of geopolitical debates there. It's complicated. There's there's one people have been talking about for a long time uh, that neither of us are you know in the right position to debate too much. But there's there's been this kind of assumption for a long time that there can be no real like war because all the countries are too interconnected and rely on each other too much. And by closing that door, there's some concerns that mm. are far above my understanding. But yeah. In other news, Jon Stewart's Apple TV Plus show, The Problem, has reportedly been canceled prior to its third season following creative differences between Stewart and leadership at Apple over how Stewart wanted to cover artificial intelligence and China. Things are getting complicated. Um, hey, John Stewart, if you want a home on float plane, we're <laughs> yeah, we're we're ready. We're ready for you. I love John Stewart. Guy, guy's real. The guy's real. Yeah, what he did for the firefighters was super cool. Yeah, guy, the guy's real. All right, why don't we do uh, another big topic, man? Should we court controversy or should we go with something safe? Controversy first. Let's do it. Heat up and then cool down. All right. You already saw the headline for this. New York lawmakers okay, debate yeah. background what? checks for 3D printers. I'm going to let you read the topic and I'm just going to look <laughs> at your face. Okay. He doesn't know about this yet. He's been completely disconnected this week, just like busy doing other things. Wild week. Yeah. I am so excited. Let's all watch Luke. Oh boy. This isn't weird at all. Uh, wow. <laughs> Paint me. Um, New York legislators have proposed a bill that would require a criminal background check to buy 3D printers that could be used to print any part of a firearm. This would likely this would likely include a vast majority of 3D printers commercially available. Yeah, like pretty much all of them, including relatively cheap FDM printers. According to the bill as written, background checks could take up to 15 business days. Sale of these 3D printers would be prohibited to any user who has a conviction or outstanding warrant for a felony or other serious crime. While many 3D printed guns require at least a few, yeah, at least a few metal parts. Yeah, at least a couple, like a barrel. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, <laughs> at least a few metal parts uh, for reliability and accuracy. There are some relatively weak printed guns that can be made entirely of plastic or wood. Um, but anyways, let's skip past that uh, with the exception of the firing pin. However, I mean, there's ways around that too. Uh, however, these guns typically fall apart after only a few uses. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now to be clear, okay, look. Look, uh, Luke's not some kind of like 2FA diehard, no. like, like nothing else matters, but also no. I think has a pretty realistic view of, There's... Fi of, 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 of what kind of legislation could meaningfully impact yeah. firearm safety. Uh, and it's honestly, it's not the kind of thing that we're going to get into in great detail on the show, even though it's something that we both have thoughts on and yeah. ha have talked to each other about privately. But what I knew for sure is that you were going to get a huge kick out of this might... because this will do absolutely nothing that is why it, it will that serve absolutely no purpose other than to make it inconvenient to get a 3d yes. printer and probably only marginally so luke myth mythbusters wood cannon look up the the 
recent assassination of the Japanese. Look, a hand, a handheld flipping crossbow is in a lot of ways more dangerous than a firearm because of how stealthily it can be used. Those are super illegal here, but you can totally make one without a 3D printer. Like it's, 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 it's bizarre to me that they are basically, it's, it's like banning scissors and tape. Like, I'm sorry, you can't have tape because you might use it to bind somebody. Sure, you could. And, and no, this is not, this is not one of those. What, what's it called? A straw man argument or whatever? I, yeah, I, like I forget someone in full-point chat. Like, or single-shot shotguns with metal pipes. Yeah, this, this, is, this is my point. Like, yeah, I, I'm not taking this to an absurd level just to demonstrate that this is a slippery slope or anything. This is actually ridiculous. If you want to make stuff, you can make stuff. You don't yeah. need a 3D printer. You could fire a bullet without a gun. Yeah. You literally don't even need one. I yeah. know this from experience. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Not accurately, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So, hmm. I mean, yeah, someone yeah. in the chat, CNC machines. Um, yeah, like what? Where, th- this Why is don't my... you ban bleach and ammonia? Because they can be used to make mustard gas. Styrofoam. Or gasoline and styrofoam. Yeah. Like, I Why? just. Uh, sorry. F- f- fellow anarchist cookbook uh, <laughs> reader? <laughs> just f- fell out of the exact same one at the same time. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. You can't, you can't, it's just, it's not, it, it's literally just going to be annoying to people that want 3D printers. And realistically, okay, actually, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the anarchist cookbook because... <laughs> did I did. The only... It's <laughs> just literally not what happened. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's got all kinds of instructions for how to do things with fuel. I used gaslighting. <laughs> um, oh my goodness! So I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the anarchist cookbook because oh, yeah, sure. the only reason that I ever <sighs> downloaded it. The only reason I even became aware of it was because someone tried to ban it at some point when I was in high school. <laughs> Me too. I, I bet you we did. I, we probably downloaded the same file and very likely same day. <laughs> so it's 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 pretty much just your classic uh, Streisand effect, right? Yeah. All this talk about 3D printing guns. I'm not saying that it's going to change anything. Eventually, 3D printed guns will proliferate. They will be absolutely everywhere. You will be able to 3D print a sophisticated weapon with commodity hardware. I have no doubt whatsoever of that. You're always going to have problems with but certain things. Trying to slow it down in this way is doing absolutely nothing other than sparking a conversation. I wouldn't be talking about this right now. If New York wasn't deciding to do background checks for three i mean but it's not like there's some kind of biometric authentication all you would have to do is recruit some low-level crony you know like organized criminals do who doesn't have a record yet get them to do the dirty work which is apparently going to the store and buying a 3d printer now and then you can print as many guns as you want because it's not like they're even going to limit how many 3D printers you can buy. So you just roll up to freaking, I don't know, whatever stores they have in New York that sell 3D printers, 
Walk out with oh, an armload of 3D printers. What are you going to do with these? I don't know. Sell stuff on Etsy. Yeah, exactly. I prove I'm not. Yeah. So what's next? We're going to have chips and 3D printers that prevent them from printing, you know, firearms pieces like you have in printers that keep you from printing currency. There's no way. It's not realistic. There's so many different ways. So many different forms. I mean, they could. Yeah. I mean, you could kind of AI it. I mean, and anything could, with a tube. Well, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, that's what it would kind of. Well, the tube is not. It's plastic. It'd be really bad. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, but it's technically possible. For one, maybe. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. I, I think you I don't could, know enough about this. I think it's just for, being like this big. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, band stepper motors. Exactly. Thanks, Dan. Like, just there's so many other. It's this is clear, and this is one of the problems with a lot of gun laws. Um, is this is clearly made by someone who has no idea what they're talking about. Yep. I mean, like, look, it's one of those things where, again, we're not going to so get... it's just going to do nothing and just be annoying. We are realistically not going to get into the exact details of any of our stances, but one thing that Luke and I did talk about in a fair bit of detail is in Canada, they released a list of weapons that moved from not banned to banned. This is, what, a year ago? Two years ago? I don't remember the exact timeline, I but can't, yeah. I can't remember when it happened, but basically... As far as either of us could tell, and Luke is far more knowledgeable about it than me, so take, take whatever I'm saying as just the vague recollections of something someone who actually knows anything told to them a long time ago. Um, but as, as far as either of us could tell, most of the rationale appeared to be oh my around God, the scary. aesthetics yeah. of Look, the looks weapons. spooky. So I, I, I went through an exercise of showing Linus all the things that were still on the market, which were significantly scarier. Like really scary yeah um do, do you man do you, do you have any examples that you i'm not going to be of? able to bring it up right now yeah, but there's okay. one where it's a folding shotgun yeah. that is going to be shorter than the length of your femur when folded yeah and comes with a strapped on femur mount yeah um, so it just like shotguns are fucking scary and a like, lot of the policymakers seem to not think so because yeah. they play like, like cod. yeah like what what i mean they're for ducks right <laughs> yeah it's like no they're for turning <laughs> objects into ground meat <laughs> <laughs> against an unarmored target holy yeah. crap the fact that we're oh man yeah anyway So yeah. it's it's mostly the utter illogicality. It's, Is that it's a word? Just, yeah, it's just constantly policymakers that have no idea what they're talking about putting policy in that mostly just annoys people um, and doesn't really actually accomplish anything. Um, I think this is super common with firearms. I'm not surprised that um, this one is similarly like what. Um, Someone to chat. I want to strap on femur mount. Yeah, I I'm not even saying anything about the stuff. I was just pointing out that like the way that certain laws are written, like that one shotgun in particular is able to skirt around certain Canadian laws because it it meets it, it meets certain very specific requirements. Um, but like if you if you went into the nature of what the law is trying to accomplish you would think that that thing should definitely not be allowed. But if you go into the technical specifics of how the law works, it is totally allowed. So it's like, huh, this is weird. And there's a lot of, a lot of firearms laws end up being that way. Um, where you end up with like 
weird things going on. Um, and oftentimes, situations that are actually significantly more dangerous for the people that are trying to follow the laws properly, because it now puts them, it, the, the things that they were using to be more safe are now illegal. Um, because again, people not knowing what they're talking about, like it's, it, it's a firearms law is a very weird realm. Um, and this one's also weird because again, you can just have like a pipe. Yeah. Shinzo Abe, uh, this is posted yeah. in float plane chat was killed by what? A piece no, this of PVC, is what I mentioned. a two by four and a nail or something like that. Like it's, yeah, like, like that, so, that gun was very, not a gun. The article said one uh, shot with except, yeah, it can be made entirely plastic with exception of the firing pin. And it's like, yeah, except you can use, I don't a know, a piece of metal, a nail. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Had someone Most of the 3D printing stuff when it comes to firearms, as far as I've been able to observe, is to like make it so that they look cooler because having a pipe and a plank of wood doesn't necessarily look that cool. Like it's it's not, I don't know. And let's not forget, like if refire rate's not a concern, people literally fabricated their own firearms in, you know, like the 1800s or whatever. Like if all you need to do is propel a ball bearing at high enough speed to penetrate a human body. That is not difficult to make that on your own. stuff has been being done 3D for a printers. very, very, very long time. So, <sighs> like, I don't know, bruh. There's also, you can find videos of them online. There's like 3D printed firearms competitions. Um, of course and it's, it's mostly like, can your firearm make it through? Because they'll all like fall apart. And this is many years in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Someone in float plane chat asked, would you let your kids 3D print a gun? Um, no. <laughs> this is not the same. <laughs> oh. I'm, not, I'm not saying... All I'm saying is, is that this law will not change anything. That's all I'm saying. And you can tell by how it's written that the person making the law has no idea that that's true. It's almost like when we're looking at, you know, laws around right to repair or net neutrality or, I mean, it's the all internet the same in general. It's, it's lawmakers making laws about things that they have no idea what they're talking about. And lobbyists. And lobbyists informing them about the things that they want them to know about. I'm trying to figure out who's lobbying for this. Is this just kind of like a special interest group maybe or something? Like who's... I'm assuming it's just anti-firearm stuff in general, but I just, I think that even from... That standpoint, like this, again, it's it doesn't change anything. It just annoys 3D printer people. And honestly, I bet you, because I, I haven't... Probably doesn't even annoy 3D printer people who already have 3D printers. Yeah, that too. Like, what are they going to make you, like, hand them in? That, and can I just bring up for a moment that New York is a really small state? Yeah. Which is very relevant here because nothing prevents you from crossing state lines with into a, New with York a 3D printer. with a 3D printer. <laughs> like it's one of those wimpy eastern states back when everybody walked everywhere. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm imagining in my head someone with like uh, a tarp in the back of their car covering up their like 3D printers as they drive into New York. <laughs> I'm, I'm smuggling in 3D printers. New York this gangsters going from like bootlegging to <laughs> GTO fan in Twitch chat being like, not really. New York City is small, but the state isn't. Brother. Yeah. We're from Canada. <laughs> Anything I can drive across in like a few hours is small. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. 
<sighs> so yeah, I don't know. Um, I think if anything, this is going to amplify uh, 3D printed firearms because now people are, if, if they're going to attempt to ban it in any way, you're effectively communicating to people whether or not this is true. You're communicating to people that this thing is effective and dangerous. Yeah. Um, so now more bad actors will be interested in it. Um, so here, I'm going to, I'm just going to help people out here a little bit. Um, okay. Someone in full plane chat, you can 3d print firearms. Neat. Okay. It's like, Oh, this is New York state. There we go. So from the center, it is five hours out basically. Okay. This is BC where we live. <laughs> from here to here to here he didn't even just include vancouver island oh yeah yeah this island yeah. and this island is also part of it yeah so just just to give you some context i'm not, look 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 okay it's this is not a d measuring contest but ours is way but bigger. ours is bigger which is why you don't want it to be a measuring contest <laughs> <laughs> Look, there was bound to be a dick measuring contest I was going to win at some point. <laughs> Just let me have this one. <laughs> it ends up being the size of a state versus the size of a province. Um, <sighs> a, a, a I think a lot of Americans are actually mad because yes, yes, the distortion of looking at a globe on a flat, whatever, does make BC look bigger than it is. Uh, also, yes, it's mostly mountainous garbage, not inhabitable, <laughs> <laughs> covered in snow or rock or rock that is covered in snow. Uh, yes, we get it. But it's huge. BC is bigger than Texas. America has the, America has the best land. The, the greatest land, yeah, uh, if you but ever, it okay, is big. So if, if you want to win one, uh, if you want to look at how uninhabitable yeah. <laughs> Canada is, if you look at the population distribution of Canada, we're all snuggling up against that U.S. border. Everybody. No no one lives in like most of Canada. Or, or I shouldn't say no one because now I'm going to uh, piss off a very, very small population of people. Um, but there's, there's, a, there's a little sprinkling through the rest of it. 90% uh, and somewhere between, depending on whether you take your source, uh, depending on whether you source from Quora or or interestingfacts.com, somewhere between 85 and 90% of Canadians apparently live within 100 miles of the U.S. border. So yeah. could literally get there within an hour or two. <laughs> yeah. And yet we don't go there. I'm kidding, we do. We go there for shopping. It's so much cheaper. Yeah, yeah, we go there all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, 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 love our neighbor. we love our neighbors to the south. We really do. But our country is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's the only thing we can do. We got play. rocks. That's right. And trees. And ice. <laughs> Lots of ice. And water. Oh, no. Forget that part soon. Um. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. This is great. This Vox headline. Canada is a huge country. Most of it is unfit for human. <laughs> I love where it gets cut off. Yeah, it's kind of true, though. Unfit for human. Yeah. Human what? Yeah. Just human. You just got to live at the bottom Unfit. of it. Unfit. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. But this one's cool, though. Brand new and updated in box. According to reliable leaker Mark German, 
Apple is planning a system to update sealed iPhones inside their retail stores without ever taking them out of the box. Allegedly, these sealed boxes, this is so cool, will be placed on a proprietary pad-like device that will turn on the iPhone, install the latest updates, and turn it back off. People are are pointing out that New York has like four times the population of BC. (laughs) California has the population of Canada. Yeah, we're, we have slightly more than them now, only because we just cranked on immigration oh, for like true. years. Yeah. We were then lower again, than we, California for a long no time. We have no idea how many people actually live in California, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's, that is true. These devices will apparently roll out to Apple stores before the end of the year. Can I, for one, say that this is awesome? It sounds cool. I love it. And look, I'm sure there's bound to be some creepy things about the mechanism. I'm a little bit worried about what someone might be able to use something like this for. I just, I I don't know how you could use it improperly. I've been trying to rack my brain on that the whole time. I mean, there could be an attack vector where if you get one of these devices, you can force someone's phone to update to a particular version of iOS that maybe has some exploit that you can take advantage of. And because you can turn it on... Uh, even someone who thinks their phone is like off and safe, you could, you could still, I don't know. Or something, but based on that, you have to have physical access to the phone by which time. Do you? Pretty much. Yeah. It seems like it. Yeah. It's it's a pad that you put it on. So presumably it's also transmitting wireless power. So I I would guess that their packaging will maybe have the phone close enough to the bottom that it could get, because you don't want to run a bunch of, you don't want to run an update on a phone sight unseen having no idea how much battery power it has. Yeah. So unless you had like an NFC of chip think, or an RFID chip of some sort. Through? Because I feel like if you have it that close, you have, you're just asking for damage. Oh, it shouldn't <clears> be. Mm. Hard to say. I mean, you won't need much power. Yeah. And while it's way more effective in very, very close proximity, you, you can transmit wireless power over a short distance. I mean, maybe they don't need to. Maybe they could just have an RFID chip in there that says, hey, I've got X amount of battery or whatever. And as long as they can read that, then they wouldn't accidentally update something that would then get get bricked because it loses power mid-update or something like that. Danny says there's far too many server handshakes to get an iOS update delivered uh, to your phone. It's just not going to be abusable. I... The my problem with it is the access at all, um, not necessarily the update. I I don't know. I'm not sure like how this could be used. It just it it's new, um, and therefore concern. I I haven't come up with anything in particular yet. Like I said, I'm just like worried. Yeah, and that's not a completely irrational thing. And honestly, the scenario that I gave is probably not realistic. I don't even think iOS supports being flashed back to previous versions, for example. Mm. I don't know. Um, It sounds sweet, though. Like, I I think it's cool. Um, I, I would like to see a lot of devices get this, potentially pretty much everything over time. I mean... It's funny to me, not only that this doesn't exist just everywhere, but how easily rectified so many cases of devices arriving out of date could be. Like you buy a computer, right? 
we secret shop companies sometimes. We secret shopped some PC companies very recently. We're not going to cover this until part four. So part one is shopping. Part two is arrival, evaluation of the packing materials, first impressions. Part three is... What is part three? Ah, yes, support. Part three is support. And then part four is performance and the actual kind of a micro review of every system where we look, okay, how much bloat is on it? Um, how out of date are the drivers out of the box? We update everything before we run any benchmarks because from our point of view, we're evaluating the hardware and we are certainly going to dock points for the bad experience of having to update your own software when it should have just been updated in the first place. But we're not going to, we're not going to intentionally send our like kneecap a, a, an RTX 4070 with launch drivers when a 6800 XT or whatever the equivalent would be, uh, 6800 or something like that, when a 6800 gets to run the latest drivers and we're going to say, oh, yeah, well, this is a bad computer. GeForce Experience would have prompted you for an automatic update. It would have become a better computer. So we're not going to do anything like that. Yeah. But we will dock points. And it is something that we see a lot. Devices shipping with completely out-of-date drivers. That's not even the, the most ridiculous one, though, because that's pretty explainable. That PC has been sitting in a box in a Best Buy for three months or whatever the case may be. The one that really blows my mind is when I download a piece of software off of <laughs> the developer's website. I know where he's going with this. I launch it and I am immediately prompted to update it. Drives me what nuts. What the f*** was the point of me downloading it? Update That's like download. when you install a game off the disk. Okay, it's 60 gigs. You, you painstakingly wait for those files to copy. You go to launch it and it prompts you for a 60 gig f***ing update. Hey, we're going to update what the whole game. What was the point of anything we just did? Nothing. Yeah. Steam. Why don't I just download the latest version of Steam? Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to think if there's a reason. No. Hold on. No, no, there could be a reason. No. Okay, what if... Wrong. Zip it. What if... Fake news. <laughs> somebody managed to replace the Steam installer executable on steampower.com with a piece of malware. Or with, with something that is compromised. If Valve doesn't update it very frequently and just has a thing that basically serves only one purpose, and that is to be an application that runs on your computer that downloads the latest version of Steam from their servers and handshakes with them, then theoretically there could be a security benefit there. I came up with something. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's very good. Well, no, I don't. Look. <laughs> Obviously, I hate this. I think it's ho a horrible practice, but I'm just, I'm trying, I'm trying to come up with something. <clears throat> You're from Neen Old in Floatplane Chat says, okay, okay, the most secure way. You download a downloader that downloads the installer that downloads the updates and then installs them. Like, I, I don't know. People, people in chat are saying that the Steam downloads only about like two megabytes or something. And then it downloads and installs. Yeah, but there. okay, so bad example, but there are certainly things like this. Uh, hardware info is one. Love hardware info. It's a great tool. You download it from the official mirror and then are immediately prompted to update it every single time. <laughs> Why? What, what, is the, what is the point of any of this? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see know. if anyone yeah it's a down yeah 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 i know i know it's a downloader guy. either way though i think this tech is cool um i think it'd be pretty nice to just be able to use things straight out of the box 
And like overall, by the way, I'm like super supportive of developers updating their software. Like, yeah, you know, issue an update whenever yep. you got, you know, new cool stuff to add or whatever. I'm not complaining about that. I just thought it'd be really cool if I went directly to your website rather than a third party and I download the latest version of your software if it was actually the latest version of your software. Uh, I think Avon Fox might have nailed the thought process. Yeah. It's risk management. If you only have a stable download as the main download and your update breaks things, then only updated customers are at risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that actually sounds the most likely to me. That's fair. <clears throat> that's probably it. That lines up. I mean, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, you wouldn't have anyone who is authorized to... So you're downloading major version. You wouldn't have anyone who's authorized to push code but is not authorized to update the website. Like if there was some kind of disconnect there where the web team, uh, you know, had a single point of, had a single bottleneck, someone who's allowed to, you know, update the files or whatever. And uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I, yeah, I think that that's probably, that's probably the most likely thing. Yeah. Oh man. Windows updates. Oh, that makes me so frustrated when you, when you check for updates and it's like, here's everything and you install it all. And then it's like, you're all up to date. And then you reboot or something or look at it sideways or sneeze or something. And then you like click it again. And it's like, here's 42 more updates. What you couldn't have given me. I don't like when it says you're all up to date and then you click check now. And then it's like, oh, I found stuff. It's like, then don't tell me I'm up to date in the first place. Yeah. Have you noticed Steam has gotten less aggressive about heating, keeping games up to date? Yes. I find half the time I sit down to play something, it needs an update. Like, stop. What is the point of me having auto-updates enabled? I'm trying to save bandwidth. Yeah, but I'm going to download it eventually. Uh, eventually it queues it. Does it? Yeah. It just, it'll, just, it'll just say pending update, and then it'll, it'll update. It, it'll be like scheduled for tomorrow or something. I'm sitting here going, why? Hmm. So it might be that they're managing the load on their side, but yeah. especially with the way that they are able to share bandwidth between Steam users, though I don't think that's been enabled over the internet yet. Not yet, right? Windows updates, I think, uh, definitely on a local network for both of them. Yeah. But I don't know if either of them are actu- actually support sharing bandwidth over the internet. Uh, honestly, I don't know why not. I would be down. If It'll it makes Steam downloads way faster. For like two days from now. Yeah, What's the exactly. the point of that? I don't understand. That's on purpose. Windows Update only offers certain updates to those who click again. Um, yeah, I just wish there was more manual control over that. Like, I wish I could say, like, just give me it all. You yeah, know? and do it at this time yeah. so that when I go to use my computer, you're not bothering me about anything. Yeah. Also, don't bother me about anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do not want to change my browser preferences or whatever it is that you're trying to shove down my throat right now. I, I, yeah. I use Windows because I have to. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Next up, Twitter charging users. Windows Update apparently does support sharing bandwidth over the internet. Yeah, okay. So that mm. must be where I got that idea. But no, Steam does not yet. That feature of Steam is super cool, though. I was pulling a file yeah. at like over two gigabits from some other computer on my network. Just, yep. Why no not? need to download this from Steam yeah. servers. I'm amazed they didn't do it ages ago. Maybe it's just not that common, people having more than yeah. one gaming PC in a single house, but they, like have roommates and stuff, right? Yeah. I would think it's pretty common. Roommates are more common these days. Yeah, I guess that's fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it was just complicated. 
Or maybe just no one at Valve felt like working on that. I do want it to bother me before it reboots my computer without telling me. Yeah, that's not the point. Um, no, you can prompt me for a reboot. That's it, okay. It rebooting your computer is bothering you. Yes. He said that he didn't want it to bother him. Like, man, when I when I did the switch over to Mac for, what, what did I do? A month or something like that? Like way, Probably way back, like nine years back ago or house? whatever. Yeah, that was a month. I was blown away by how seamless the operating system update process was. And this is almost <clears throat> 10 years ago. I would come in in the morning. Everything that I had been working on was tiled out exactly the way that I had left it which is to say in a completely garbage fashion because I wasn't going to spend actual money on a third-party application to enable window snapping. Ridiculous. They, they, they fucking still don't have it? How is that even possible? Okay, it doesn't matter. The point is, I was blown away by how seamless the whole process was. Everything would be exactly where I left it, and my operating system would be up to date. That simple. How is it that in a world where the Steam Deck exists... And the Xbox exists with the excellent save state functionality that the Xbox supports. How is it that Windows can't just put me back exactly where I left off? I, I actually don't... I'm, I'm sure there's a really good explanation for it. I'm sure it's really hard. Like getting rid of the three different control panels that you have or building a functioning search. <laughs> just, give me, just give me Windows 7 search back. It was great. I know, right? Just just give me that. Don't even update it. Oh, apparently macOS does have window snapping now. I, doesn't it suck, though? I know there's still a third-party application. I was, like, reading something recently where someone recommended, like, a good third-party window snapping tool. So, okay, don't, oh. don't, don't quote me on that. I don't know if this is real or just something that Nizzy is saying, but Nizzy said they enabled it because it lets Steam Deck users download games faster, which totally makes sense okay so it was, that is a situation where you would have two devices it was all about them just actually wanting to um it was all about them just actually wanting to do it then being motivated by the whole linux is the future of gaming i, I wouldn't i wouldn't thing. be surprised if a developer took a really early version of a steam deck home and was and like had to download stuff and was like "Ugh, i already have this on my computer i should be able to get it from my computer and then they just did and it. then built it in an afternoon, like yeah. a, like a crappy version of it. And then you know, six months later, yeah, huzzah! Yeah, yeah. Um, how software gets born. <laughs> all right, um, yeah. shoot, what was I looking for? Ah, I pulled up something. Oh, right, 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 right. That's a lot of rights. Speaking of Valve, okay, I tried reaching out. Pre I tried reaching out privately. Um, it's time for me to take this public, guys. We need to talk about the Steam hardware survey. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're in a relationship. Uh, no. Okay, what's up? This is what I sent to Valve um, a couple months ago. Could the Steam hardware survey please be updated to include the generation and approximate spec of a CPU rather than just the core count and frequency? The logic that Valve used to split them out the way that they did made a lot of sense at the time. Core counts of 1, 2, 4, 8, and other helped guide the importance of developers' efforts to multi-thread their games and provided insight into which consumers were buying entry, mainstream, enthusiast, and exotic CPU configurations. One, two, four, eight, and other would have pretty easily fallen into those categories. Frequency at that time was a strong indicator of the per-core performance, again, providing valuable insight to game developers and other people. 
The issue is that over the last 10 years, core counts have moved to the point where not enough cores is only a problem for thin and light laptops or very entry-level machines, and frequency is no longer the performance indicator that it once was. And I, I sent them an illustration. Um, so this is a graph from Anantech showing the, the Core i9 11900K, 12900K, and 13900K. Uh, these processors have only a 10% difference in frequency, but a 30% difference in performance. Um, now, I know Valve is... Whatever tool you're using can read CPU model names and numbers, uh, and I think it would be worth the relatively... Relatively, I know this would actually be a fair bit of work, but I think it would be worth the relatively small investment to split CPUs by generations and families. So like 13th gen, Core i9. If that's something they're interested in, I would love to provide input. I think the Steam hardware survey is incredibly valuable. valuable. Um, And, 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 this is my pitch. (laughs) This is my pitch for why Valve should put actual time into it. The Steam hardware survey generates a ton of organic press coverage for Valve. Yep. And doesn't just help people in the media like me, but also helps game developers and gamers. Yeah. It's, it used to be a far more useful tool to look at and go, okay, like, what should I buy? Because you know that game developers are going to target the lowest common denominator. And so if you just go buy whatever's super popular in the Steam hardware survey, then you're probably going to be covered for at least some time period X. And honestly, looking at the computer, if you just built this computer... Windows 10 64-bit, 16 gigs of RAM, yep. somewhere between 2.3 and 2.69, nice gigahertz, six CPUs, a 3060, eight gigs of VRAM, 1080p monitor probably, uh, you know, 100 to 250 gigs of free space. That'd be a pretty solid computer. A solid enough computer to yep. play most games decently well. But there are going to be systems that would meet those requirements like that frequency and core count 2.3 gigahertz that would be utterly unsuitable so i think that it's a bit misleading in its current form and that's pretty much the only category particularly around cpus which is why that's the only thing i actually brought up yeah i think it's a little bit misleading and i think it has the potential to not be as useful as it was and i mean i don't i valve never asked my permission or told me why they're making the steam hardware survey so this is all just based on my assumptions of why it exists for for why it exists i i don't actually know that i just think that it is probably intended as a tool to guide developers to help them target the Especially largest possible player base on steam a developer who's working on the performance aspect of my game trying to come into meetings where some other developer wants to implement a a certain feature and i know that the uh, performance impact of that feature is going to move the bar regarding what computer people would need to have if i know that that pushes that bar beyond that computer that we just stated that's going to give me a ton of ammo in this meeting to try to make sure that that feature is either not done or done done in a different way that is more performance friendly or whatever like this would be very helpful for actual situations that actual developers are going to actually be in um actually actually yeah uh so actually is a garbage word that i overuse that'd be great to a an embarrassing degree like i'm going to actually explain to you guys how merch messages work (laughs) i don't know um merch messages are the way to interact (laughs) with the show you can see your message down there you can get it replied to by producer dan you can get it oh sorry dan 
You can get it replied to by us. You can get it forwarded to someone here who can answer your question. And the way to send one is not via, you know, super chats on YouTube or Twitch bits or whatever else. We don't really support the whole throwing money at the screen. I mean, if you must do it, I mean, okay, I got employees to pay. I got mouths to feed. Sure, yeah. fine, go for it. But the way that I see it, you should get something for your money in case we don't see your message or just in general. Even if we do see your message, you should just get something for your money. So all you got to do is go on lttstore.com, find something you like, and in the cart you will see whenever we're live a little box for merch messages and it will send it over to producer Dan. No, sorry. I think he was going to wave. There he is. Um, You can send it over to producer Dan, who will curate your messages. He's curated a couple to kind of show you guys how it works. But before we read those, I'm going to tell you guys about a couple updates on the store. We've got one new product that I think is amazing and super cool and makes a ton of sense. Meet the dropout. Yeah. Which we both are. (laughs) Well, that's that's the joke. Uh, it's a it's kind of a college university styled um, sweatsuit. So we've actually got a hoodie and matching sweatpants available in a couple of different colors. But for people who didn't actually graduate from post secondary or who just just plain think LTT is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's actually really comfy. Yeah, of course it is. It's, why are you surprised? This is like, okay. I was working every, on a video. Every time. I was working on a video earlier this week, okay? And you know you know Sam from the lab, right? Okay. Audio guy? Yes. Okay. He's doing a before and after recording with the, the hats. So if you're not familiar, a hats is a head and torso simulator, which is a deceiving name because unless you pay the extra like $80,000 for the torso, it doesn't actually have a torso. It's just a head. So it's a... Pass? Doesn't matter. The point is, it's a head. I like this. And it has microphones in the ears, and we used that to allow you guys to experience a surround sound demo that we were doing in a video. So I replaced that wireless soundbar HTA9 thing that had the uh, audio issues, the, the wireless interference or like the cutting out problems. I replaced it with a wired surround setup and we wanted to find out, well, how magic is Sony's magic that they did with the HTA9 where you can place them basically anywhere and then they'll use microphones on all four of the units to figure out the shape of the room and correct for it. Um, so Sam sets up the sets up the hats and then he plays back both files for me and I immediately go okay yeah that's that one and that's the other one. What zipper pockets? Yeah, of course. Well, I don't want things falling out of your pockets. Thanks, ladies man. and gents. Thanks, I know. Man. I got you. Sweatpants, man. Why do sweatpants not have zippers on the pocket? Everything falls out of the pockets. I I have Drives I me crazy. I can't wear clothes that don't have oh even the back one. Yeah, of course. Even the back. Because if it has a zipper, you can always undo the zipper. Yeah. But if it doesn't have a zipper, what are you going to do? Sew a zipper on? Come on. Sweet. Maybe like 3% of you. Maybe. I, Maybe. I'd even say less. Oh, I didn't know that people are into stuff. They're crafty. Yeah, but a lot of hobbies. They're a lot crafty. Of hobbies these All days. right, people. Anyway. You win so, this round. So I go, yeah, it's this one. This one was the Sony one, and this one is the new system. And he goes, oh, wow, I'm so surprised. And I got, well, come on! What? Do, why do I get no credit around here? It's not that you... We have okay, comfortable clothes, okay, and on. I can tell which surround system is which one. So I, There. Because, oh, clarify, well, your ear's not trained. Like, yeah. To clarify, 
the surprise is that it is, yes, it is comfy, but it is also different comfy. I don't think this is the same as previous sweaters we've released. No, we put a lot of work into doing a lot of things differently every time, and yeah. probably it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. But no, it has a different. But it feels it is yeah. it is it's different. Yeah, it, it feels good. It has more of like a like a college hoodie fit. Like that's that's kind of the goal. Yeah. Uh, it does have the same French terry interior that some of you I know don't like, but I like a lot because I find it more. Is it cooling. actually the same? No, uh, I'm not sure if it's the same. I don't same, think it's, it's the, the same. same style. It's a little softer. Yeah. Yeah. But some people don't, they just don't like it at all. They prefer the brushed inside. Oh. And I, I've, oh man, I've had people accuse us of like being cheapskates for that or what it's, it doesn't, oh, I, I the cost this. is the same. I just, I personally prefer Me this. Me too. Um, anyway, so we've got that. And then we've got a weird one. Um, oh yeah. I was asking what this was before the show. Okay. Well, why don't you start by showing them to the people? We have controller. Controller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else you got? I have controller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next to my oh for focus. Okay, mm-hmm, I understand. Mm-hmm. What else you got? I have controller. So far, we've done uh, Nintendo, Xbox, and this is Sony. And what else you got? other more different nintendo mm, mm-hmm. or uh unspecified controller non-copyright infringing wooden <laughs> square desk ornament <laughs> yes can i tell you about this yes what if i said what would happen if i said no <laughs> yes i would tell you about it anyway. <laughs> wait did you hold up every single one of them backside what you like put here. the logo forward yeah oh I mean, okay. you don't have to. It's on me now. Sorry. Uh, anyway, there's little LTT logos in where um, uh, a the, like, box sh- shaped like a letter that's laid in the alphabet circle thing might have been. Um, yeah. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> the original genesis of this, which ironically we don't have one in the shape of, uh, was <laughs> us releasing the shape sorter toy. And someone who had just started on the engineering team, not really having any idea what our process is and how complicated it is for us to release something because we are so obsessive about quality of everything, saying, you know what would be cool is if we had like like a teething toy. I've seen these like wooden teething toys. Okay. Um, and if we have like little kid or like baby stuff, that would be, that would be a cool, you know, thing. Uh, what if, I bet it would be really fast and easy. We'll just like get in touch with someone who can, you know, make, okay. Anyway, the point is a year later, (laughs) the project completely morphed. Um, now it's no longer a teething toy because it has a clear coat. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-mm. And instead, it is intended to be here. Hold on, I'm just gonna. We're on the site here. Like ornaments. Um, yes. Instead, hey, it is ornament. a cool ornament. Okay, we need to work on our word wrapping. Uh oh. Ooh. Controller R ornament. At least that R is a soft one. <laughs> Description. Enhance your nostalgic decoration game with our controller ornaments, made from beechwood and finished with a hard wax oil finish. Oh. 
as well as an LTT logo on one side. They give you the option to rep the brand or keep your decorations sleek and smooth. No mounting hardware or other accessories included because full transparency, we didn't want to. Just, yeah. (laughs) We weren't really sure. Double-sided tape. I don't know. But yeah. Or just place it on a shelf. They're just... I don't know. They're just kind of cool. So when we got them, we went, look, I don't think this is a teething toy, especially at the cost. Like it just was kind of high, but they're really nice. And we were like, oh, that's cool. What are the minimum order quantities? Let's not order that many. And maybe people would just want these as just like cool, like, you know, rep your favorite controller gamer decorations or something like that. Give them to your uh, younger sibling when they want to play console games with you yeah and then laugh at them yeah you could you could you could like paint them you could yeah, yeah. You could do whatever that'd be kind of cool yeah i don't know yeah it's a it's a weird it's a weird product yeah uber fuzzy says double-sided tape they are going on my wall yeah that i know that for look it's something that doesn't exist yeah for better or for worse it now does <laughs> i think it's almost cool as like an art thing i could i could see some really cool designed painted ones personally i don't know um yeah neato yeah, leave it to Twitch chat to bring this up. Do not stick body parts through them. Please. Thanks. Yep. Good. Cool. We're all on the same page about that. Someone's going to try it. Uh... Oh, boy. What's up? Everything is fine. Should I know? No, no, yeah, no, everything is fine. Oh, uh, uh, all right. What's that? We don't have all to right. if you don't well, want... No, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what it. What is that? Then we'll do a couple merch messages. Oh, you can throw them. Underhand! No, no he's, he's not even... He's... I scratch the table. Oh, my oh. Okay. Wait, isn't that one already announced? No. This is not... Well, okay, it depends who gets their way. As far as Nick or I are concerned, this is not a product. But if the engineering team gets their way, it is a product. So do you want to go ahead and show the people? I love it. Oh, my God. This is brilliant. Can you? Can you it's brilliant. I know, but he's, can you show the people? Yeah. So there's a bit loadout, like a soft silicon bit loadout on, what, what do we call these? The short lanyards? I forget. Short lanyard. Call it whatever. Okay. On a short lanyard. So if you had multiple bit loadouts for different reasons, you could have these on like hooks or organized in whatever way and then just take whichever one you need. I was thinking a bandolier, like you could wear shoulder to hip Amazing. and then just magnet them on. This obviously has to be a thing. So here's my issue. Okay? I don't know if Luke is uh, messing with him or not. We're going not. to Linus Cam. We're going to Linus Cam. <laughs> we are working on a bit storage thing of some sort like a clamshell thing that's you know got nice yeah. magnets in it and it is hard case and all that kind of stuff um it's going to take a little while because of injection molding and lead times and all those things that, sure. that take time this is something that with the experience that we gained from the uh stick locks we actually could produce relatively quickly and if paired with our little shorty lanyards that we have, uh, which are available in a variety of colors, could allow you to, with a single oh. color of silicone bit holder, color code Whoa. your different sets of bits. So if you had like a Torx, met- met- yeah. or if you had a Torx metric hacks, imperial hacks, um, it would be quick and easy to find those. My issue is that these do exist, by the way. Uh, but the reason we would need to do a different one is because they, A, don't really work very well with our bits, and B, our engineering team didn't find any that they were happy with. My issue with this 
is that they don't really stay in as well as I would like. Okay. And I'm worried that they'll loosen over time. And our general product philosophy is that... What if that, you put magnets in the back? Well, then it's not cost effective anymore. Understood. And it's also not simple to develop anymore. So my issue is that it sort of violates our product development philosophy, which is to build things that don't have a foreseeable failure point. While this is weird, <laughs> and it raises a lot of questions about <laughs> why does it exist, right? You could ask that about any ornament. I don't it, think it doesn't. Fair. It doesn't violate the product development philosophy. It's not... If it just broke, that would have actually been hilarious. No, I broke the table. <laughs> I specifically <laughs> asked you he not did. to do that! He did! Yeah, Hunter said did. I don't know if they can see it. He totally did. He oh totally my. did. Oh my god. It smashed. <laughs> because that's not an LTT product. <laughs> I mean. We don't sell it. No, 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 no. We don't sell it. We don't sell it. it Might have been made by us. We don't sell it. Uh, how am I going to explain this one? I'm gonna, you gotta tell mom. Um, anywho. <laughs> I'm not drinking right now. Sorry. <laughs> not the right time. So. <laughs> my table. <laughs> <sighs> Are we supposed ah. to pull this or like, what? back back to this thing. You right? know what they're gonna say. Uh, I, I understand your argument. Yeah. So is it is it not overcomable? It's not gonna be a thing? Mm. Well, okay. No, well, we're taking community feedback. And, like, this is the danger, right? Because I know what you people are going to say. They're all just going to want it. You're going to yeah. say, yeah, do it. Um, Them falling out too easily is a, a problem. But I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to trust me, bro, guarantee this. Because I know yeah. it's not going to last forever. And I, I hate manufacturing. Oh, so it's just going to get weaker over time? That's the problem? Yeah, every, any, everything does, right? But at least, you know, with something like... With something like clothing, you know, we can we can test for that. We can say, okay, well, here's what we think is sort of a reasonable lifespan for a garment. Whereas something that holds your tools and just sits and holds them and is like kind of stretched out eventually. Yeah, I don't want it to wear. I don't want to be buying a new one all the time. Um, And I feel like these would be relatively disposable is my concern. And no, there would not be a way for us to to alter this paradigm this might be this might be too much yeah. uh, information for the show but do you have a, a price estimate oh they'd be i don't know like in volumes of one they'd probably be like 10 bucks for this and the lanyard i suspect that this would be a product where if you bought five of them we'd probably have to figure out a way to code some kind of price break into the site because i could definitely see that because we can do that because like we have fixed handling costs on every order so if you order one of something we still pay handling costs on it we actually cannot just sell things on our store for 199 or whatever it just it, it doesn't work with our model um, but if you bought five of them, I, I don't see why it would cost that much more. Like maybe that would be like, I don't know, like 15 bucks or something like that. Like, I, d- I don't know the actual injection molding cost or, or the actual cost per injection molded part is almost nothing. Most of the cost would be in the development and in the, and handling. in the handling. Yeah. Um, and then Shipping the, the lanyard itself, um, it's, this is a funny one, even with the higher quality box box stitch on here. Like, you know how every lanyard just has like a super cheap, like single, um, 
what it would seem. No, not a seam, whatever. You, just the one line across. Yeah, sewing, single sewing line. Sure. Sure. Um, the the cost of this with, with the box stitch, with the metal hardware, uh, with the nice clasp that doesn't wear out, is still like a couple bucks or something like that. Um, so anytime that you encounter a lanyard that is cheap and crappy, know that they saved at most like eight cents on it. Like it's, it's baffling to me. It's really frustrating. Um, so that's all I have to say about that. Let's not pull it. Let's just kind of. People saying that they wouldn't buy it with the lanyard. I think if that's true, you would want to wait for the like clamshell one. I don't think this is something you would want just sitting on a shelf in its current state. In my no, area. I could see throwing it into a toolbox though. We probably wouldn't be able to do a ton of different colors, though, unless we did a, um, oh, man, I, I can't remember the different kinds of injection molding that we explored for stick locks. Uh, there's, there's one kind where it's really, really easy to run different colors, and there's basically no setup, and then there's another one where there's a ton of setup. Um, Top Gear says, don't make it. Spend the money and time on fast-tracking the real bit holder. There is no fast-tracking that, though. This wouldn't actually delay that much. This is, this is our design. Like, this is already designed. Uh, it's just a matter of sending it over to the same injection molder that did the stick locks for us, probably. I don't know. You know what? Let's just leave it there for now. Oh, yeah, this is another one. People are talking about the carabiners. When we finally get them all manufactured and ship them out, uh, ship out the replacements, um, Tynan was asking me, should we just sell these things? This, the same carabiners that we have for the backpack, um, slightly larger, are like $30 or something like that on some seller we found for a similar carabiner, <laughs> like remember, each. Do you remember this conversation, Dan? What about the... Uh, about selling the carabiners? Yeah. Do you remember what I said? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, that we should sell the carabiners. Do you know what Linus said? What did Linus say? No, I wanted to oh. buy the carabiners. I like. Is them. it just cooler because Tynan said it? It sounds smarter when Tynan says that. <laughs> that's why I respect Darn it. That's why I respect Linus because he does oh. that. <laughs> look, look, I'm I I am changeable. My opinions are changeable. Just, I want if one I, for my jacket. If I hear a good <laughs> argument for something. <laughs> The zipper's been that's, broken for months that's now. That's not a good argument. That's not my problem, Dan. Full point I remember. But I can't buy them. I mean, look, you can just have one. Do you need one? I'll give you it's one. It's the I'll principle give, of the I'll matter. I'll give you one off my backpack right now. He's going to take one off his backpack. I already have yeah. a prototype. No, no, I'm not. I don't have the tool for, I don't have the tool for removing yeah, you it. You can't now. remove them. You're not supposed to do that. But if you sold them... Oh, guys, no, they're not climbing rated. Okay, now I remember why I didn't want to do it. I don't want people doing anything stupid with them. They're decorative. No. I now oppose it again. Good job, Luke. All right, I'm just wow. going to go steal it's on some. You. We're good. I'm just, well, okay, now we have to make that. Oh, no, Tynan's watching. Yeah. Oh, come on. Why does everybody at work watch the land show? Hey, well, it used to be that it was the only way we could figure out what's happening at the company, but now we fixed that. So, yeah, for some reason, they do this for fun. At least I get paid for it, you yeah, guys. It's bizarre. What is wrong with you? I mean, Luke doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, actually okay, that true. true. I, yeah. I legitimately don't. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you actually have the worst WAN show deal yeah. out of everyone at this table. I don't even yeah. have to like look you guys in the face. Because at least I can say, pretty please, buy it. Pretty please buy the dropout, please. And then I get to make more money. 
And then Dan, I mean, yeah, he he makes. He gets late. overtime. Yeah, he gets overtime like every time. Like when yeah. we're late for WAN show, it actually costs. Yeah, because like I mean, it so used please to, buy some more dropout. It hoodies. used to be I, like five to ten hours a day, and it now was a I lot. now I come in at one. So now he has an adjusted shift, but yeah. at this point, we need to adjust your shift to like. 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. Well, my morning's already ruined. I might have just start working like 15 hour Fridays. It was fun. Oof. Yeah. I miss it. Um, <laughs> anywho, let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and do a couple of merch messages, shall we? Oh yeah, that's right. That's my job. Uh, I am here for a reason. Uh, what are some examples of tech making a process longer or more tedious? I recently saw a kid touch the screen instead of pressing tab when putting in their user and pass name. Password. Oof. Ooh, see, both of those are tech, though. Ooh, see, that's a tough one. Ah, uh, tech making things take longer. Okay, okay. Um, I generally hate printing anything. Printers, almost because I use them so rarely. Almost every time I use them, you know, I have a friend. Sorry, I I have a friend who works in. <laughs> oh my god, not my point. Um, <laughs> they work in uh, like high end printer and copier sales and support, and I mean, like they've sent me pictures of a copier that. It looks like an assembly line. Like it's this whole wall along this. The, the viewers can't see it, but it's longer than this wall. Uh, but the whole wall from like this corner all the way to that door is one long continuous Does it, like, unit. copy every side and bind it together? And I'm sure it can do everything under the sun. It can, it can laminate things automatically throughout the process. Ooh. It can do crazy color things stuff that you like can't normally do and it, it can do like copy protection things okay and all this crazy stuff that is interesting and whatnot and still a huge portion of their job is support because yeah. <laughs> printers are crazy like oh my goodness it's the <sighs> least interesting but actually i i attended a like a sales training thing back when i was at ncix once it was basically just propaganda from hp i think it was hp don't quote me on that but i think it was hp for why nobody should use anything but authentic ink <sighs> but within that propaganda bullshit presentation there was a lot of really interesting tidbits about printer technology and how actually flipping complicated it is yeah. like hard drives like we take them for granted and they're boring you learn but anything about how they're made and it's like oh my god how, how is do these this things even possible yeah yeah like for any amount of time like i remember like okay we we we, we just kind of dish terms like 7200 rpm yeah we just talk about these things it was real casual right like yeah but think about it on a three inch platter or whatever the actual um uh circumference that would be the diameter would be the three inch I don't know whatever the point is on a three inch platter or however big those stupid things are uh, the circumference of that of the outer tracks at 72 7200 RPM I, I remember someone from WD explaining this to me it's basically like a like a like the 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 arm trying to accurately move over this spinning disc is is like a is like a, a bug trying to fly in a hurricane like three inches above the ground or something like that like the the amount of precision is mind 
blowing. It's pretty nuts. Um, and and honestly, whatever the thing we're supposed to be talking about right now is, what was it? Printers, right? It's it's not that different. Like in order to blend these pigments with the kind of accuracy to achieve the level of vibrancy and the level of detail that they do, how, how fine these drops are and how the, the methods that they use to control them, particularly in higher end printers, it's just, it's, it's so advanced. It's indiscernible from magic to me. Like it's really incredible, but Man, do I ever hate them, and man, are they ever boring. I think I think printers are a great example of something that just genuinely makes things take longer for me than I could literally just write it out and hand it to someone sometimes for how long it takes me to print a document. Um, I still thought it was fascinating that neither of us had any problems with the printers at the Linux Challenge. I know. That was so interesting. Couldn't to me. believe that. That was wild. I was sure that that was going to be a problem. So clearly it's Microsoft. <laughs> They're holding back printers. They're to, the problem. To advance, you know, digital communication. That was their agenda. It was to make MSN more powerful than you can possibly imagine. And, and then, then and then their <laughs> monster turned against them. Oh no. I don't know. Yeah, something about that. How did we get on this stuff? Is this a merge message? Yeah, uh, so. yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, oh yeah, you were going to something that technology has made slower and less convenient. Oh man, Wi-Fi calling is so unreliable. I swear, I had fewer dropped calls back in like 2005 How about this? than I do now. Phones? Oh, but they make so many things so much faster. Yeah, but calling. Oh yeah, I mean, calling is definitely slower on a modern phone. No doubt. Hmm. Yes. More? What, what do you think is more huh? popular? Controller ornament or the dropout? Controller ornament. By a long shot. Yeah. What are you, what is, what is this? I don't understand it. This is a really nice sweater. Like we put real work into real products that are really good. This is a real product. And you guys buy memes. People buy ornaments. I know. I just, I've never understood it. Honestly, it's, we probably underpriced these. Like I went to, I went to some store that had ornaments and, and I, by underpriced, I don't mean compared do to what they cost us or whatever. Do you organization or is it just Avon? Organization? Uh, no, not organization. Oh, decoration, yeah. decoration, decoration. Oh, no. Heavens no. Yeah. Yeah, why would so I do that? So that's not for you. No, no, I know. I, well, yeah, but I, look, the point is I went to a store and I was, I was blown away by how much things cost. It was like, yeah. it was like that's a ball. <laughs> like, it's a ball. What does it do? It goes on a table. What do you mean it just goes on a table? That's all it does? Yeah. No, what? I, what? I'm going to... It's like $80. Whoa. Oh, do you have any idea how much ornaments cost? No, that's pretty it's cheap. Not for me either. I don't decorate my house either. You're shopping at Walmart <laughs> for your table balls? It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> like you ever go to like a home sense or something? It's, and that's the cheap Dad's one. Dad's like secretly a table ball elitist. <laughs> oh, we used to know this interior designer and, and she was like, oh, you're this, we're putting this cheap couch in. It's like $75,000. Mm-hmm. And like her table balls would be like at least $300. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane. So anyway, 10 bucks. <laughs> That's what I think it's worth. I'm, wait, they're 10 bucks? Yeah, they're 10 bucks. That's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, they're wood. They made a beech wood. There were some woods that were going to be more than 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but we, we decided to start with beech and see how it goes. You should do like, you shouldn't actually do this, but it'd be kind of funny. Maybe you should do it. I don't know. Oh, look, it's a fidget toy. I'm undecided. But seriously, buy the drop out. Oh, look, it's a fidget toy. <laughs> Everything we make is fidget toys. Yeah. Um, it's great. You, sh- you should do like, you know how albums go platinum and stuff? You mean the Christmas album? You should, you should make 
Like if a product We're gonna try to go platinum, new Christmas album. Okay. Yeah, right yeah. Now. yeah. No, so, he's actually serious about this. Sorry, what are you talking well, about? We can tangent to that if you want. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I All haven't right. been informed about this. No, but you probably will be if we do it. Um, okay, we should talk. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, we'll, we'll probably need him on the team if we want to make this happen. Um, Uh-oh. What was I going to say? Something. I was going to say something. You know how albums go platinum. Right. Okay. So... See, I listen. If, you, <laughs> if, you, if a product sells a certain amount, you should like make a one unique fancy version and then keep it oh yeah that'd be kind of so cool. like if this, like if this to the wall or something yeah yeah so if this just like goes gangbusters you should get like some a gold one or like just maybe mm. it'd be unique per product so it'd be like a very fancy wood or that'd something be a lot of gold um <laughs> yeah. the problem is that the development cycle of making one yeah. is just as complicated sometimes as the cycle of making more than one so almost anything that is worth us developing is worth putting for sale, unless we can't hit the MOQs, in which case we'd probably know that pretty early in the process, and then we just shouldn't spend time developing it. Right. So it, I, I see where you're coming from, but I think that's pretty tough. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I said you probably shouldn't do it. Float plane chat caught me. I totally put body parts in the wood out. controller. I had already done it. <laughs> Before people, the, the like first thing I did was shove it in here and then go. <laughs> it's, it's a very important cylinder. <laughs> That's an unusual technique. The sounds, the sounds, whatever. I'm gonna read another merch message. All that right. was only one merch message. Sounds good. Hey y'all, I'm scared of an all-electric future. As someone who works in a parking lot all day, quiet cars scare me. Linus, do you think there are any technologies that have any unforeseen consequences? What about an artist version that's not sealed? I think you should pay like artists to do custom one-off versions. Because would you have to sand this down to paint it? I actually don't know. That's a good question. So. Technology that scares us. Technologies with unforeseen consequences. I mean, good gravy. I mean, everything, right? This is like, not an unforeseen consequence. Um, I had a weird moment today where a system that we are working on developing that I will not disclose. I was informed uh, by one of my people that DALI 3 was released, so I wanted to use it. Oh. So I asked a question and didn't realize that the, the way you access DALI 3 is through ChatGPT4. You do it through right. the ChatGPT4 system. You don't go to a specific thing for DALI 3. I didn't realize you have to turn that on. Oh. So I prompted it about this new feature that we're going to build. Um, and what were you trying to get out of an image generator? Uh, the like, like a design the, or yeah. like a, oh okay. Because um, I was just wondering, like, I wonder what it does. Because yeah. uh, it, it, so the person I was talking to was Jaden, and Jaden uh, asked it for something that he was working on, which is more different than the thing I asked it about, and it output like literally Netflix. Because it was uh, something in relation to do with float plane. So we were asking about like online video streaming and stuff. And it output literally Netflix with literally Netflix's logo in the corner. And we were like, whoa. <laughs> That's a little on the nose. Um, so I went and asked it about another thing that another one of my teams is working on. Um, but I didn't turn on. I prompted it like an image generator. Yeah. But I didn't turn on the thing that allows it to generate images. So it just responded in text about what it would do to make this platform in the way that I described it. And it literally named a feature that we have come up with, 
with the exact name that we came up with for the feature that is not a feature that is available on any site that I know of. <laughs> I like literally sat there with a shattered brain for a little while. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> and like, you know, uh, I can see why you're keeping this super le secret right now. Yeah. As you've seen on LTT store, and as you've seen, sometimes if you've heard the naming of things from my teams as well, this is not just an LTT store thing. Sometimes our naming schemes for things are not necessarily the most creative. So it's not like wood controller. <laughs> what do we call it again? Controller ornament, I think. So it's not the most creative name in the world. So it's not like impossible that it could have come up with it, but it's still yeah. like, whoa, it came up with this feature idea, despite it not being a thing that people do. And it's named the same way that we named it. Very interesting. Yeah, I was reading um, Buddy, some guy, I forget his name, but released a, a book about how humans have no free will because we are basically just, uh, you know, a, a, a pot of chemicals and, uh, you know, impulses and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you talking about, you know, how how easily we can be sort of predicted, I guess, in this way. It adds a little bit of uh, my whole. This is a this is a crazy rabbit to hole to go down. But my yeah. whole thing is, um, you you need to actively influence your future actions, if that makes sense. You need to yeah. influence your future actions now. Like so you your need to future take, chemistry. You need to take the right steps now, so that you'll do automatically the right things later. But you'll only take those steps now if you are sufficiently motivated to take those steps now. <gasps> It gotta yeah, be nice to future you. Yeah. We're, we're not gonna get into that today. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think you're like your past actions are also almost more impactful than your in the moment um decision making at times. Anyway. That's an interesting take. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah, moving on. Two more topics Dan asks for. Twitter. Yeah. Will be charging new users. Sick. A $1 per year subscription in New Zealand and the Philippines in what they are calling the Not A Bot program. Let's go. According to Twitter, the subscription would bolster their already significant efforts to reduce spam, manipulation of our platform, and bot activity. I wonder how that's going for MMO platforms. These users will also need to verify their account with a phone number. Mm. Uh, this is a quote here. New users who opt out of subscribing will only be able to take read-only actions, such as viewing posts and watching videos. It is unclear from the announcement why the rollout is only for these two specific countries, but I am going to say something that sounds like it's going to be very unpopular and say this seems like an effective, if maybe... Um, even if it has the potential for unintended consequences, idea. Extremesystems.org is an old-school overclocking <laughs> extreme cooling forum. The second I originally read this topic, however many days ago it came out, because I knew about this one happening, I immediately thought about Extreme Systems. <laughs> so Fugger, the site admin... What a name. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Basically, old school legend in the in the extreme cooling and overclocking scene. Um, just couldn't keep up with the amount of spam and crap on the forum. And eventually, for all new signups, so it wasn't for existing accounts, for all new signups implemented a $1, I think it might have even been one time. 
I don't think that it was a subscription. Don't quote me on that. But implemented a sign-up fee and said that it immediately and forever eliminated spam from the site. The only problem with that is that as far as I can tell, basically none of you know what Extreme Systems is because it's pretty much a ghost town over there. They do still have a small community from, from what I can tell. Uh, I haven't signed on in quite some time. I just I almost never see anything linked there or anything like that. Um, I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah, look at this. Hey, they're uh, still kicking. ExtremeSystems.org, yeah, here nice. it is. You have to register before you can post. Click the register link about registration is a $1 to post on this forum. Um, let's see. Virtual and augmented reality. Last posted August 24th, 2020. Ooh. Okay, but here's something more recent from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, it's pretty slow. Uh, I'm trying to think. What were some of the more active... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. How many, just control F 2023. Yeah, most, okay. most sub forums yeah. have been posted in this year. Uh, some of them are not visible if you're not signed in. Oh. So that's something to watch out for. Like I think there's some just chit chat ones, but you can just tell there's things that generally have not been kind of looked at in a while. I don't think... Anyone is looking for information about ABIT motherboard support in the last 10 years, 13 years? Um, to be clear, I don't know what path would have worked better for them. I, I loved that community. I learned so much of what I know there. Uh, super, super knowledgeable people. Mm -hmm. uh, really, uh, really, really, really passionate community in its prime. Um, shout, shout out, shout out Martin's Liquid Lab. Um, but... And I understand they had a problem um, with spam and bots. I mean, we run into a lot of the same things on the LTT forum, and maybe it was just kind of it was, it was too niche for them to have a large enough moderator team to to handle that stuff without closing down, battening down the hatches, uh, batting batting something something down the hatches. I I just um, I think that Twitter is probably going to run into a similar situation if they roll something like this out more broadly. I doubt that those particular countries are, you know, an especially large source of scammers and spammers on the platform. I, what I suspect is that they're just small markets where they can run this test and see if it's effective in any way for some period of time. But um, I suspect we already know what the conclusion is, and that is that this will be so damaging to overall user engagement that any upside which would be a reduction in bots for real i think they would see a significant reduction in bots um, any upside would be outweighed by the uh, loss of momentum on their platform that keeps twitter still relevant uh, after all this time like there are i go on it far less than i used to but there are certain things that Twitter is better at than anything else. Like the uh, the Sniper Wolf controversy that happened over the last week. Have you heard about this? Uh, vaguely, yeah. She docked someone or something? Yeah, she literally went to Jax Films' house mm -hmm. and posted a video in front of it asking she, like, her... criticized him or something? Um, or other way around, sorry? Yeah, yeah, because he called her out for just being a reaction streamer, which has become very controversial over... <clears throat> 
pretty much since the land show where we talked about launching a react channel like dark that viper was already kind of interesting dark viper was already talking about it before that but mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of momentum has picked up in that time which is sort that of funny. like literally what to be clear so? i am not saying that it's because of us no, i am just, just saying the that time the timing is very interesting by the way i found a fatal flaw in this product i managed to rip through the little loop already so we would probably have to embed some kind of reinforced uh material in the loop part of it which is going to complicate the shooting the molds and see this is this is how every product we develop ends up taking a year or two because you break it yeah which is good because it's better for me to break it than for you to break it yeah that's fair enough it just means everything takes forever try not to break the table again <laughs> so uh, anyway yeah i feel like i talked a lot about this um any thoughts uh oh my god sebastian not linus in float plane chat one of our uh, one of our people who works in the engineering department i don't know if he's technically an engineer because that's a protected term in canada and if you like use it wrong engineers get mad um very, very mad yeah he might be an engineer i don't know uh doesn't matter he does engineering things uh he says that prototype is full <laughs> that's, that's of bubbles make people mad too. <laughs> and made in 30 minutes okay sebastian I get it. I get it. I get it. He's he is a strong proponent of this particular. Sebastian, product. how long is it going to take? Do you think for one of these to wear out to the point where bits are going to fall out of them? Ooh, honest answer is only Sebastian. When it's not made in thirty minutes, yeah, and doesn't have yeah. bubbles in it, yeah. When it passes QC, yeah. In the meantime, while while he responds. Uh, I don't care about anything that happens on Twitter. I find it all hilarious. I found it hilarious when they changed their name to X. I find this hilarious. If this kills it, I'll find that hilarious. Um, if this makes it boom in activity, I'll find that hilarious. Okay, that's Just fair. everything that happens, I think it's funny at this point, which is... I am happy that I feel this way because I think it is <laughs> just so much better. Um... I don't know. I think it's funny. They're going to start charging people to use the site that people hate the most. That's that's hilarious. Um, I think yeah. it's. I think it's. I don't think it's going to work. I think it's wild how Mark Zuckerberg has, in my opinion, been probably the biggest beneficiary of Twitter turning into even more of a flaming dumpster fire. And I'm not even talking about threads. Oh, I'm yeah. just talking about just how how broadly hated he was. Yeah. And how it now seems the internet to be, seems to like him. It seems to be turning around. Yeah, the the guy who said when people shared their information with him through making Facebook accounts, he called them effing idiots. People people like that guy. Well, it's all really relative. interesting. It's all relative. Yeah, you don't a, have to be a good billionaire. There's a you just have bad. to not be the worst one. Yeah, because there's only enough attention and focus to go around. Pretty much. Very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I don't think this is going to do anything. I think you don't need to look any further past uh, bots and MMOs to see why. Um, these bots are buying accounts and paying active significantly more subscription dollars than $1. I disagree. If there is a form of monetization to be had, the bots will go for it. There is state-funded money behind oh, bots I mean, on true. Twitter. Okay, that's They true. do not care oh. about $1 subscriptions. Speaking of matter. which... Okay, this is something that I asked for to be in the dock this week. Did it not end up in here? Did they not put in my thing? <sighs> Dang it. 
But yeah, it, it's not going to change much. It might change some things. I suspect, hilariously enough, I suspect it might get rid of the really bad bots. But it's going to keep the, like, really good ones, which might actually increase the effectiveness of the good bots. Because if people are more trusting of the platform because they believe there are less bots, or no bots, they'll believe the good bots more. So, I don't know. Okay. Speaking of bots, I had a really interesting experience. I'm sorry, I'm changing the topic here a little bit. Um, I was, I was for some reason, trying to find information on the that that Huawei Mate 60 with their the new Kyron 9000s processor. So this is that that all China all the time chip that allowed Huawei to launch a, you know, purportedly flagship tier or at least premium-ish tier. Um, smartphone. So it's um, apparently, according to some experts, according to Hot Hardware, um, 14 nanometer grade in terms of the technology, even though they are claiming that it's a, a 7 nanometer node. Um, it seems more in line in terms of performance with, you know, 14 nanometer-ish. Uh, or, I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's just kind of um, kind of a, a not as good... Um, <laughs> Seven nanometer design. I don't know. Doesn't matter. The point is, uh, I was reading about it, and I wanted to see. Okay, what do people think? Uh, is kind of you know what's going on. What what do people on hot hardware think? And this was one of the most brazen, blatant examples I think I had ever seen of bot activity. Just. Just obvious bot activity outside heck? of a major site like Twitter. And it was really eye-opening in terms of how the Chinese um, propaganda machine oh, yeah. works and how broadly it is trying to influence opinion outside of the obvious targets, I guess. Because I don't, I don't generally delve into the comment section that often. But like... Look at these comments. Bill asks, is there any phone that can make satellite call? No. Is US afraid to Huawei development? Yes. Then above article is not believable. 28 thumbs up. Life as Josh. Hotharbor.com is not a scientific journal. None of their results should be considered true. They do not post their methods or variables for testing, nor do they have the resulting values peer-reviewed. HotHardware.com is an entertainment publisher. They make money like any other website through ads. True. Performance is not just numbers. It is about functionalities. If you need to crunch number, there are more supercomputer on the market. This is incredible. Because yeah. as far as I can tell, these are not bots. These appear to be human written comments based on talking points interacting with each other. I mean, this is a thing. We know that's a thing for sure. The, uh, I don't know what they call it, but the whatever farms. Sorry? There's, there's pictures of them. They're just like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, like content farms. Yeah. The table above clearly has an agenda to disrepute Huawei Mate 60. It should be viewed with suspicion. This seems to be an actual person getting downvoted by bots. Uh, anyway, it was... This, this article just stood out to me because 
almost the entire comment section is just Chinese bots interacting with each other about or not bots. Or sorry, yeah, or or it, or from what I can tell, more likely actual people typing these messages because the they are different enough from each other in terms of their mastery of English, for example, in terms of their tone, in terms of the way that they approach the talking points that I really don't think it's an LLM. I, I, I think it's actual yeah. individual users um, just creating this this wave of spam about an article that isn't even, it's not even trashing on it. Like if you look at the article itself, this is... This is what's really kind of mind-blowing to me. If you look at the article itself, it's pretty objective. Here's what it is. It has some semi-custom ARM cores. Here's the benchmarks relative to some other phones. It's, they're, they're not trashing on it, but they are calling out things that are not true. Huawei talks a lot about AI and machine learning, but we found little to no optimization for machine learning. Um, the GPU doesn't do particularly well. Um, the performance, uh, it can't compete with the latest mobile SOCs or even many that are years old. Still, we're impressed that the Kyron 9000S exists at all. In a few years, their domestic chip manufacturing has ramped up despite lacking access to Western technology. Uh, like it's, it's a pretty balanced positive even article talking about the future capabilities, but somehow this ended up on the hit list and just got dunked on. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay, I just want to be, I just want to make, make it clear. Like this guy's, I'm not, it wasn't just like four or five messages. Like this is, it goes on for quite a while. Like this is not, this is a pretty um, poorly written <laughs> comment, but it's probably not from a, from a content farm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. Some of these are, some of these are newer. No mention of satellite link in the article that distinguishes Huawei from the rest. Anyway, all right. Sorry, that this is a totally, totally unrelated thing. What's up just, with the satellite link? So, so we can do satellite calls? Yeah, it might have some kind of satellite, satellite calling. Phone. Apparently, I mean, look, the system works. Yeah, we are now investigating the satellite calling functionality of the Chiron Nine Thousand S. I mean, I don't care about it, but. It might have it. But now you're learning about it, and you are broadcasting it to... X amount of people. Some number of people. Floatplane doesn't have a viewer count. Got them. Get owned. Don't need it. Fine. <laughs> every, time he, every time I bring this up, he's like, do you want it? And I'm like, how long will it take? How much will it cost? A lot, a lot. And I'm like, okay, forget it. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah, that's kind of how that goes. Nice. Also won't be accurate because getting around ad blockers is really annoying. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, what else do you want to talk about? Oh, 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 balls, sponsors, right. <laughs> this week's show is sponsored by Notion, a versatile tool designed to enhance your productivity and efficiency. Notion AI is the latest addition to their suite of features. Seamlessly integrated with Notion, it has a remarkable ability to grasp the context of your work. Notion AI helps you work faster, write better, and accomplish tasks that would usually take hours in just seconds. What's more impressive is its capacity to guide you directly to the critical aspects of your work, regardless of the project at hand. Take Sven from the business team, for instance. He leverages Notion AI to generate engaging talking points and distill lengthy meeting notes into concise lists. Notion AI saves Sven valuable time, enabling him to excel in his core responsibilities while entrusting the rest to Notion. Using Notion AI is a breeze. Select your text, click, 
Ask AI and witness a remarkable surge in your productivity. Try Notion AI for free when you go to Notion.com slash WAN. That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com slash WAN, to try out the incredible power of Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Try Notion AI for free right now at Notion.com slash WAN. Thanks to GOG for sponsoring today's show. GOG is a digital distribution platform that puts gamers first. Find a variety of titles from today's top AAAs to old school classics. Their entire catalog is handpicked, optimized to run on modern machines, and DRM-free, meaning you own the game. Looking for a deal? GOG consistently runs promotions on their games from their deal of the day to their developer spotlights. Their customer-first approach takes the risk out of your purchase. If a game doesn't work as you expected, get a full refund within 30 days of your purchase. Check out GOG's vast collection of games at lmg.gg GOG. And thank you to our friends over at Magic Spoon for sponsoring today's show. Looking for a more health-conscious snack to munch on while listening to the podcast? Let Magic Spoon satisfy your cravings. Their keto-friendly, delicious cereals have 0 grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only 4 to 5 net grams of carbs per serving. And how do they do this? Magic? No, they use a blend of monk fruit and allulose, which sweetens like sugar without increasing blood sugar levels. Milk, no milk, or water, Magic Spoon is great for any time you need a quick bite. Check them out at lmg.gg slash magicspoon and use code WAN for $5 off. Merch messages. Oh, sure, yeah. Hit me, Dan. Okay, let's see. Um, yo, LLD, I work in the yo. air... I work in the Air Force as cool. a computer scientist, and there has That's been a topic awesome. that worries me. I think, uh, I think Am I Luke... Am helping, knows. Dan? Uh, hold on. There we go. Uh, yo, LLD, I work in the Air Force as a computer scientist, and there has been a topic that worries me. What are your thoughts on the use of AI in deadly war machines, oh, i.e. Yeah. targeting and or firing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. Really bad. Oh, yeah. 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 We talk about hallucinations all the time. Yeah. Uh-oh. Now, question for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm to be clear, I'm not talking U.S. military right now. Given the prevalence of drug use in militaries around the world, yeah. what are the odds of an AI hallucinating versus a soldier? Oh. Wow. Whoa. Topics we Whoa. should not go deeply into. <laughs> but is valid? Not entirely wrong. <laughs> Was shake, shake hands. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dennis again, Dennis. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, what, I would, what I would more like to see it in uh, is, is defensive properties. Mm. Missile warning systems, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, defense, but actually defense. Yeah. Not the kind of defense where it's like the best defense is a good offense defense. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Nope. Please, LMG, I'm begging you for any information you can give me on the precision screwdriver. Any ETA possibly? Um, I think we are hoping to get it out in the first half of next year. As for the information, right now we're still waiting on molding for the bit holder that goes inside the handle. I think there are some stretch target functionalities that we would have liked to have that we're still kind of torn on. So if we were to try for some new functions, that might delay it. Um, I think that'll pretty much come down to whether or not we decide to launch alongside bits. Uh, to be clear, again, I want to reiterate, our goal is not to go up against everyone else who sells a precision screwdriver kit. I think ours is going to be not cheap, but it will have some functionality that I think is going to set it, a, set it apart 
in the market if people are looking for something very premium. And our intention is to make the driver available by itself. So you could just alter your foam a little bit in your existing kit, continue to use your probably perfectly good bits and just chuck our driver in as a more, as a more premium or even just an extra, um, as, a, as an extra driver. Um, what I suspect is that we should have no problem hitting that target, but you know, if you're hoping to have something to you know, have under the Christmas tree, that's not happening. What technology would you like to see in motorcycle helmets or bikes themselves? I'd like to see better heads-up displays in visors. I mean, yeah, that's the most obvious one to me. Um, I think, you know, on the subject of things that AI could potentially be really good at, I don't necessarily need my vehicle to operate itself for me. But if it could provide helpful advice, um, particularly with respect to defensive driving, I think that that's something that we could all benefit from if everyone was driving more defensively. If you're not familiar with the term, defensive driving refers to a driving technique that minimizes the risk of, uh, of, a, of, a, of a collision or a mishap by taking proactive steps to prevent them. So rather than reacting to something bad that happens, trying to keep yourself perpetually in a position where it would be more difficult for something bad to happen. It's not always possible, but an example of a defensive driving technique that I use on my motorcycle is that I will almost always avoid being next to a car. If I can not be next to a car, especially at speed, and at speed is the time when it is easiest to avoid it. Because you're not, you shouldn't be bumper to bumper ripping down the highway at, you know, 60 miles an hour, 100 kilometers an hour, right? Um, so I will, I will make sure if I'm passing someone, if I have to be next to them, I'm going to give them a wide berth. I'm going to go as far around them in my lane. So I have the buffer of the space beside them in their lane, plus the space that would be beside a car in my lane, plus the width of a car. I have all that buffer if they decide to suddenly change lanes because they don't see me. Um, they shouldn't hit me in time. I tend to... Okay, and this might just be being like an um motorcyclist, but I tend to pass quickly. So I will check, make sure you're not signaling, make sure you're not doing anything. I, I don't hang around beside someone any longer than I have to. And then I will put myself in a position where there's absolutely nobody next to me on either side. Um... There's a ton of examples of that. And I think that even people who want to operate their own car or don't have a car that operates itself, whether it's due to lack of cameras or whatever the case may be, I think that having real-time coaching for how people could drive more defensively would be enormously beneficial. Oh, yeah. Maybe actually, man, yeah, why didn't I ever, why, how, how have we never talked about this before? What a great middle step that would be. So instead of just going straight to trying to build autonomous vehicles, if we built vehicles that advised you on how to better drive your car, because we are still years systems. away, years away from vehicles, even the ones that have the hardware, like all the cameras and onboard processing, that might theoretically someday have them capable of fully autonomous driving, no user intervention. Um, we are years away from them actually needing no user intervention. I think that'd be a super cool way to use it in the meantime. 
Yeah, Wancho Bingo Chronified says, what about a blind spot indicator that tells you if you're in someone else's blind spot? Yeah, that'd be or a just if super there's like, cool feature. Not necessarily a reckless driver because we don't necessarily want uh, these systems like stating that people are doing things that are illegal. Uh, but if they're like, there's a high speed vehicle approaching from behind yeah. and you're on a bike, yeah. that'd be nice to know. Yeah, or I, I noticed the car in front of you is swerving all over the lane uh the the operator may be impaired in some way Maybe keep your give them a little bit of space yeah that's a big one i i yep. look for that all the time there yep. was literally on my way to work today there was a big lifted truck that was just constantly you know listening to the right listening to the right listening to the right tire goes off road and they go and they get back in their lane and they did that over and over and over and over again i just sat way back because i was like i'm just not going to mess with this it feels like there's a pretty high chance you're going to crash and i don't want to be right next to your vehicle when it happens um yeah i don't know oh more topics cool yeah let's do topics what do you want to talk about luke um, well, you told me not to read the doc, so let me scroll through sure. this real quick. How about the terrible, no good, very bad King Kong game? Yeah, what the <laughs> Skull Island Rise of Kong launched this week and has been hailed as a contender for the worst game of the year. Despite retailing for $50, Skull Island's uh, bland beat-em-up combat, lazy animations, and odd graphics have been compared unfavorably to the 2005 movie tie-in Peter Jackson's King Kong, as well as Gollum 2023, that game that we hated a few months ago and mostly forgot about. Uh, in one widely circulated cutscene, the enemy model is briefly replaced with a static shape. Okay, hold on, hold on. You have to watch this. I, I need to see this. You have to watch this. No, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. Um, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this, what is happening? This actually looks like it's from 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No way. The oh, rock man. the rock smash there is I know. I know. Aren't they not coming out of where the ground would be either? Like, if you look at the height of, <laughs> not that this matters at all, but oh, I think man. he's smashing the air and rocks yeah. are coming out of it. Uh, anyways, um, a long-form gameplay walkthrough posted by MK Ice and Fire shows repetitive combat over a short, endless loop of generic bongo music. An early cutscene interrupts a uh, playable character landing on the ground, causing an impact sound to frantically... To frantically repeat over and over again during the cutscene. Wow. The publisher's game is literally... The, sorry, the publisher's name is literally Game Mill. <laughs> you can't make that up. That's amazing. That's like EA... Uh, I've, I'm sure I've told you this before, but EA's mobile game company... Yeah. ...is called Capital Games. <laughs> did, 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 did you guys know that? That's actually the most amazing name. <laughs> like whoever came up with that and then the board was just like, oh, yeah. Like what? We don't it's, know. We, we don't get the so, joke. It's so on the nose. Oh, it hurts. It's so amazingly on the nose. I just, Beautiful. Oh, wow. Anyways. Um, Our discussion question is, 
how is it that veteran IPs keep having these terrible video game tie-ins, especially, especially when they've done good ones in the past? Yeah. Is this just people not understanding that gamers are not just going to buy whatever shovelware you crap out? I don't know. Like, how does something like this go from discussion to green light to development milestones to release? How is that even possible? Honestly, I didn't understand this. Um, I saw this very shortly in my Google News feed earlier this week. Um, but I thought people were just mad because, like, the graphics weren't great. And they're really not. Uh, well, yeah, but I just saw a, a still screenshot of the, the King Kong character, and I was like, yeah, but, like, uh, I don't really care that much. Like, it could just be stylized that way, and maybe the gameplay's good, but no, apparently not. Yeah. I'm just reading Steam reviews right now. <laughs> I wonder what the positive ones are. You know a game's a banger when it's called monkey.exe and has the stock Unity image. <laughs> I don't know if I believe this. I can't read it. Harambe died for this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway. are all the positive ones just trolls then? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I don't think anyone legitimately liked the game. Got it. Okay. Uh, next topic. AMD anti-lag ban update. Uh, yeah. Last week, there were widespread cases of players in multiple video games getting banned due to AMD's new feature, anti-lag plus, triggering their anti-cheat systems by devouring, uh, sorry, detouring, dyslexia is really fun sometimes, um, by detouring engine.dll functions. Uh, this week, AMD withdrew its latest Radeon driver, promising to fix the issue. Anti-lag plus is designed to reduce latency introduced by AMD's fluid motion frames feature. What's more surprising, discussion question, what's more surprising, that AMD didn't see this problem coming or that the massive rat's nest of inter uh, interacting drivers and software programs necessarily run modern games online works at all? I all think the second the, one. All of the modern world is is stunning how it tends to function. It's kind of wild. Um, not just tech, but even just like shipping things. Crazy. Oh, it's a, it's amazing that you can just ship something and it arrives somewhere at some point. <laughs> that's that's actually nuts. Like, I don't know. The fact that it's as reliable as it is is, I don't know. Kind of blows my mind sometimes. Yeah, I, um, I, I feel like people really do take these kinds of things for granted. Did I, did I send you that user comment that someone posted on the Secret Shopper video that was basically like, cringe, imagine charging for shipping in 2023. <laughs> and I was like, everyone is charging you for shipping. Yeah, It's just a matter of whether it's baked into the product cost or whether they are transparently telling you how much of it is product cost and how much of it is shipping. That's, the, that's literally the only difference. There is no free shipping. Shipping is expensive. Who, who do you think pays the person who walks to your door with the thing? Do you, what about all the other touch points from when that was shipped? And I, it could have been a European. I did notice a lot of Europeans were outraged by the cost of shipping. Okay, not everywhere has everybody like smashed densely yeah like densely packed in together like in europe um gas have you been to a gas station 
and noticed that it, it's expensive. Um, guess what? When it goes on in a jet, jet gas is even more expensive. I, I, don't, I just don't even know what jet to say gas. to stuff like that. I like that. Jet gas. Not fuel, just jet gas. Jet gas. Yeah. <laughs> you need some jet gas? <laughs> Got some right here. It sounds like a fallout drug. I understand jet is already a fallout drug, but jet gas sounds like a new one. Like a worse one. Like the, the one- side effect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's better than the joke I was going to make. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, this sucks. Yeah, honestly, you get this news article every once in a while. Oh, but yeah. uh, Repair Techs found snooping personal photos. CBC's Marketplace took various devices to 20 repair stores across Ontario including both small independent shops and large chains, after installing monitoring software on their devices. Technicians for at least nine of those stores access private data unrelated to the repair, such as photos and social media apps. At least one not only viewed the photos, but copied them onto a USB key. Oh, the expose... Expose. Expose. Yeah. Is it supposed to have two E's? No. Okay. The expose was a follow-up to a study published earlier this year that found that many electronics repair service providers lack privacy policies or controls to safeguard personal data from snooping and theft. The main disappointing thing here, in my opinion, is that it was 9 out of 20. Where are you supposed to go? That's crazy, Where are you supposed to go, Luke? Well, Best Geek Squad does this thing where the monitors are facing out. But then a very significant amount of the work these days, as far as my understanding goes, I haven't worked there since they did this system. It might not work the way that I think. Little disclaimer. As far as my understanding goes, a significant amount of the work is uh, remoted out. Right. So you have no way. If it's not occurring in the store, then yeah, all bets are off, basically. Yeah. And surveillance footage. Maybe they have surveillance footage of the monitors that the like, techs are accessing, but that's only as good as someone's willingness to... Have you ever actually scrubbed through hours of surveillance footage? Like it... Yeah. You, you could quickly open up a folder and copy... No one's going to find that in the surveillance footage. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get um, any ideas, Dan. And, and like, I, 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 I've, I've worked in one of these shops before. I, I've been literally asked as part of the task to access someone's photos before. But clearly... Like they to back wouldn't them up? have done uh, to make sure it worked in some program or whatever. Ugh. Like there's, I, I've also usually I this was when I was like a teenager. I already knew it was a problem. I would ask to do that portion when they were there, right? Yeah, okay. and I would just do it in front of the them. yeah the the spot that I was at had a like swivel monitor, sure. So I could make sure that we could both see the monitor, and then I would do the thing. Um, there's also a lot of unintentional access that happens that this isn't talking about, mm-hmm. but it's pretty common for people to set their um, their screensaver. I don't know if this is still common. Yeah, to a slideshow. Slideshow of their My Pictures folder, and then their computer's just not working, and they forget that that's a thing, mm-hmm. and then they bring it in, you fix their computer, and, and then it's, it's just like sitting there. it's like anime porn or whatever. Or just them. Right. Happened multiple times. Yeah, you've probably seen some stuff. And you have those monitors facing out to the store. <laughs> and it's a whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so what you're trying to say is, on the one hand, gross, condemn this. But on the other hand, 
Guys. <laughs> Some basic digital hygiene. Yeah. Please? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, Vithagar in Floatplane Chat says, I worked in support for several years and exactly zero times out of however many uh, was anyone paying attention to what data I accessed. Oh, no. I had yeah. I, I had very good... I remember three managers that I had when I worked in Geek Squad. Um, each one of them was honestly very good. It was not... This is This is years ago. It might have changed. Many years ago. I don't remember there being any policies or anything like that that was actually handed down from, like, corporate. Really? But the managers... Which were just like older, but still teenage dudes for the most part. Um, would would talk about these types of things and like just basically like don't be a whole type of policies, right? Um, like Bill and Ted style. Only work on things in the back room that are hardware issues, because then you're not accessing data in the back room. I don't. I I very strongly believe this was not a corporate policy at the time but every manager that i had at that time this was a policy only work on hardware right. issues in the back room if it's a software issue in the in the front area blah 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 blah, blah all, all this other type of stuff don't mess around yeah it I, I felt like we were operating well i'll say that much and i'm sure i am 100 certain that there are repair shops with high integrity but it i'm very disappointed that nine out of 20 failed this that's really brutal all right, we've got a couple more topics that I do want to hit today. Um, let me see if I can find them. Oh, what is that noise, Dan? Do you have any idea what that is? Yeah, that's the uh, AC condenser pump pulling all the water out of it. Oh. I forgot to turn the AC back on. You guys cold? Um, no. Got your sweaters? Kind of chilling. I'm good. Uh, Mountain Dew LTT screwdriver. Uh, what? Reddit user Ox Empress has made a screwdriver based on the shape of the LTT one out. Oh, I see. I am now holding it. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I don't need to. I guess I don't need to show the the picture anymore. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, offered us an LTT styled screwdriver made out of Mountain Dew bottles using a DIY filament maker in return for an official version. We have accepted this offer, and uh, our discussion question is, what do you think of the Dew driver? I didn't know you could make DIY filament. That is so cool. I didn't either. And yeah. that just makes me believe that that whole 3D printer ban is going to work even less than they hoped. Two liter bottle. You get out, you stick it on a nail, you put a little blade thing and you can cut it into strips and it makes 3D I'm printer I'm just filament. surprised this. Is it specific enough? Does it have to go through more of a process than that? Yeah, you got to kind of do an extrudy thing, but it's like actually that really workable. It's very similar types of plastic. That is wow. so cool. That's and amazing. You can kind of see there's some discoloration around in the middle because it's not like absolutely pristine and oh, pure. Yeah, but but whatever. like that That's is hundred percent recycled. It's a it's a it's a it's a screwdriver handle. Honestly, like, the, the the color shifting just makes it kind of like look. Cool. It looks better, and yeah, you can mix and match. Like if you want to feed some. Yeah, uh, it's like the uniqueness of a wood grain or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like it's exactly. just cool. I don't mind that at all. Exactly. If anything, that's a feature. That 
so cool. Uh, okay, well, hey, enjoy your enjoy your screwdriver, and I'll also be enjoying mine. Thank you very, very kindly. Tynan says, I like the concept of recycled bottle filament. It works so well. You remelt it. Oh, no, re-soften it. Most of them are PET normally. PETG is used for lots of filament, but PET works on its own. Very cool. Wild. Can I feel it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, it's so light. <laughs> Speaking of, dude, can I feel it? Okay. The next AMD Ultimate Tech Upgrade yeah. might be the best one yet. Oh. Not because it's, you know, a, a you know popular personality over here that you guys know very well or anything like that. Do you know who it is? Well, is it the guy that got a concussion? No. Oh. He was helping. Is it on Floatplane right now? No. I've, well, I, no, I don't know that. Ariana from HR. Oh, nice. We went out of our way to make sure that I was not written up <laughs> throughout the entire process. That is going to be incredible. What does that mean? Oh my God. <laughs> Did they just like God. tape his mouth shut? <laughs> Probably should have. <laughs> that sounds did like you, assault. Did you, did you end up? <laughs> no, did we ask him to do it himself. Does that work? I don't it's know. Coercion. Ah, oh, yeah. darn it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be uh, it's going to be worth the wait. Actually, I think it's not the next one coming to the channel. The next one coming to the channel is the um, the customer care supervisor for LTTstore.com, yeah. Adam. So that one's on Floatplane. Is that one on Floatplane? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, the, the next one, it's going to be weeks away because it's shot. We shot it on Wednesday, I believe, this week. <clears throat> so it'll take a couple weeks in editing and need brand approval and blah, 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 and sort of tedious stuff. Uh, but it's shot. It's going to be amazing. Look forward to it. I also suspect that there will be... Oh no! Some bloopers on Floatplane. It's on that. Oh, it's available to the ECC squad. I didn't know if we were saying that publicly or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about the ECC squad. Yeah, so yeah. it's 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 an it's in ECC squad territory right now. Yeah, so they get earlier access to videos and they tell us if they notice anything that's wrong with it. We talked about this after the um, after the production break. Yeah, no, ECC squad's not secret at okay. all. Yeah, yeah. 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 ECC is error correction and checking. <laughs> it is a reference to RAM, obviously, but the acronym still works. Yeah, it totally does. All right. Uh, I think there's like one more. Yeah, Valve gives a peek into its recommendation algorithm. They released a video presentation last week explaining Steam's recommendation system, which is a mix of algorithmic visibility and curated featuring, with the former being personalized. So uh, featured recommended discovery queue, curator recommendations, and the latter shown to everyone, like special offers. These special offers are primarily decided on the basis of revenue. Quote, when a bunch of players are spending time and money on your game, it's a really strong signal to Steam that it could be interesting to other players too. If you're looking to be part of a midweek or weekend deal, you're going to need to be in the top few hundred best-selling games on all of Steam. According to the presentation, Steam's algorithm does not favor recent over old titles. Could have guessed that. Yep. Doesn't highly weigh store page traffic and only downweighs negatively re reviewed games if they are below 40% positive. Whoa. That's interesting. That's so you have to have pretty a pretty negative, really bad game for it to affect to affect its algorithmic positioning. 
Wish lists do affect the popular upcoming section prior to a game's release, but early access releases don't drive visibility on an algorithmic level. According to Valve's business team, Steam doesn't sell ad space on its storefront because they don't think the platform should be pay-to-win. And that Steam's level playing field and recommendation system leads to surprise hits emerging organically, such as Pseudo-Regalia and Dave the Diver. This is really cool. We talked a, wa- a ways <laughs> the back. The platform shouldn't be pay to win, but if people spend money in your game, it algorithmically wins. Yeah, well... Because no, they want you to spend money in the game. But so that's not paid by the developer. if you have options that positively influence Steam... Sure. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, but they mean the platform exposure itself is not pay-to-win. Unless you build systems into your game that positively influence Sure, but Steam. I... Th- okay, okay, okay. I think you're I think you're kind of being like that about it. A little bit. Yeah, okay, good. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting about this is we talked a few months ago about the general and of the yeah. internet. This, the, Steam has this, definitely resisted this. They have resisted I will 100% it, give them that. Resisted. Uh, they have definitely participated in some of these... Some of it. Some of this, you know, getting past your customer first mindset into a profits first mindset. But... But this, it could be so much worse. This and it's not. philosophy... I hope it survives. Because... Amazon is such a great example of this. Used oh, to be so great to shop on. It's atrocious. It is. I don't browse at all anymore. I used to. My I, I don't at all. Even when I want to shop on Amazon, it's not worth it. Like we've done streams in the past on Prime Day, for example, where we are we are actively looking for deals, and they are there in a lot of cases, but they're so hard to find. That's why you need someone doing a Prime Day stream to show you where anything good is. Yeah, I, I used to. I so I I don't like buying from Amazon because I don't like Amazon. Um, but I used to shop on Amazon and then try to find if I could find that thing somewhere else. Because shopping on Amazon was just so much of a better experience, um, and that's just not true anymore. Yeah, Dr. Gizmo in uh, Twitch chat says they don't need ads. They get revenue from game sales. Yeah, Amazon gets revenue from selling the product. Yeah, obviously. But they charge for ads anyway because they're at this point where all they care about is shareholder returns now. Whereas in the early stage, all they cared about was customer acquisition. Yeah. And and it's it's this great article that I, I forget where it is, but it's, it basically talks about the insification of everything um, and lays out in really easy to understand terms how this life cycle, why this life cycle, what this life cycle is of, of especially internet brands. And maybe part of the reason it's so focused on internet brands is because we see this evolution happening so fast from a focus on the customer to, I forget what the three stages are. It's like customer, employees, and then shareholders or something. I, 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 can't, re- I can't remember, but it's, if, oh yeah, customers, then partners, then shareholders. Uh, so first... Amazon was all about customers and it was all about just the best possible experience to the customers that screw you partners and, and shareholders, you, you, you make no money and you know, whatever. And then it was all about partnerships. You grow, 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 grow. We've got a customer base that you want to access. Let's get huge. And then you're huge and you go, okay, time to make money. Now turn on all the money spigots. It's, it's a really good article. Yeah. All right. Is it time? For Wancho After Dark. I think it's time. There's new Threadrippers coming next month, which is really inconvenient for me. We already shot Compensator 4, and they weren't out yet. 
I guess as long as we release the video before they launch, then we should be okay. That could be part of the point of Compensator. Well, no, because I specifically talk about Threadripper and how AMD and Intel have both abandoned the HEDT market, so we're going to have to shoot a pickup or something. <laughs> uh. Um, releasing in November. According to PC Meg, who Dell gave remote access to to test a 96-core Threadripper Pro 995WX. That can't be the right uh, model number. It's got to be something else. Uh, oh, 7995WX. Okay, I think there's a remote missing access. Seven. That's weird. This generation is a serious upgrade over the 5000 series. It's Zen 4, has a TDP of 350 watts, and is PCIe Gen 5. Wow. Uh, oh, this is Threadripper Pro. That's available with 96 core. AMD is also resurrecting consumer Threadripper, which has up to 64 cores and starts at $1,500. Okay, that's barely consumer. Man, AMD has completely abandoned any semblance of wanting to be like a scrappy, you know, take care of actual gamers, we're affordable kind of player in the market. Starting at $1,500, what did first gen Threadripper start at? Uh, Threadripper, what is it, 1900X, I believe, was the entry-level one? It was 550 bucks. It was only eight cores, mind you, but, like, the 1920, which was, uh, oof, hold on, 12? I want to say 12 cores, 10 cores, 10 cores. I think it was 10 cores. Crap, I don't remember. I think it's 10 cores. Um... No, 12 cores. Okay. Alt back. Was 800 bucks. Like, come on, you guys. This sucks. Yeah, there. That's all I have to say about that. It's after dark time. Time to get dark. Dan's working on it. He's got this. You're not even going to be able to see me anymore. My black hoodie. Wow. It's not black, black. It's like, uh, like a, like a washed black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's cool. Yeah. I like this one. If Nick is the one that brought these over, I'm not surprised he gave me this one. <laughs> yeah, LTTU. All right, Dan, hit me. I gotta get settled. Uh, where are my merch messages? There they are. Okay. Part of the reason I love the WAN show for direct access it gives to the head of the company and uh, how transparent you are. Are there any other companies that you would like that level of access to? Oh, man. All of them? Hmm. I, I think it would be chaos, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it would actually be a problem if every company just talked about, like, everything that's going on. That'd be sweet. Because people... Bring the chaos. Yeah, no, I think people would misunderstand it a lot. I think it would actually be bad. Yeah, but if everybody was doing it? Hey, look, everybody's doing it. Are you saying it would be it. misused? I'm saying that... Company lies? Linus? Oh! <laughs> it's all a farce! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or what's your, yeah, what's, your, what's your point here, sir? My point is that... Okay, okay, let's say Valve was totally transparent about everything that they're working on. Sure. I think it would actually lead to a lot of negativity towards Valve when yep. projects don't pan out. So I completely agree. This is my Star Citizen argument. Right, yeah. Yeah, Wait, well, well, okay. Okay, so we're in agreement then. I would still like it. Yeah, very good, very good. Okay, very good. good. I would still like it, um, but yeah, people would treat it negatively for sure. 
because no one no one understands timelines and the rough nature of them when it comes to actually like crafting something that takes a long time to make if if you're like hey this should take me a day yeah i regret announcing the screwdriver so early yeah and you never know what's going to happen maybe the person working on it uh quits or gets long-term sick or yeah. something like that happens like that's going to very substantially impact the the release time of this thing maybe something else comes up that you absolutely should work on it is significantly better for your company to do but now because you've publicly said you're making this other thing now you're going to significantly disappoint people that were excited for that thing when if you just didn't say anything in the first place no one's going to have anything to be disappointed about you get to make the thing that you should have made anyways and maybe you can come back to it at another date but yeah i don't know the the like hyper aggressive nature that a lot of people treat certain companies and representatives with on the internet can be really detrimental sometimes in ways that people don't seem to understand this is this is the argument that i've brought up for a million years about the blizzard developers at blizzcon and there's a blizzcon coming up i think i think soon so it's going to be relevant again i'm sure because they'll say something dumb again i'm sure it's like every time <laughs> Um, but they, Blizzard keeps putting developers on stage at BlizzCon and then they say something silly and then more stuff comes in place to stop that from happening. Like they used to take, um, uh, attendee questions and I don't think they do anymore. I think what they do now is, I, I don't remember and this could be wrong. I don't know. This isn't a topic. Um, but I think what they do now is they take attendee questions and then they write them down on cards and they have a, a BlizzCon person read the questions out instead of the attendee so that they can control the questions. So you can't tell them, oh, I'm going to ask something cool and then you ask them something brutal. Um, so like you're, you're slowly getting away from that. Um, you put developers up on stage that, that say like, um, you think you do, but you don't, or, uh, don't what, you have what do you not have phones, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They'll say some like stupid stuff like that. And then, you know, they're going to start disappearing from stages. You're not going to have access to them. That kind of stuff happens. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. It concerns me a little bit. All right. Hit us, Dan. Luke, what up? aspects of Linus have changed over the years and why are, or aren't you okay with those changes? Linus said that you told him he had changed in the what is it like to work for Linus video. Uh, he's changed. I've changed. We've all changed. It's part of life. Um, You're not supposed to let Linus. How in. tactful. <laughs> I think he's changed. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just straight up not going to talk about all of this. Um, I'll talk about some of it, though. Um, I think he's changed in less ways than the audience thinks and in more ways than the audience thinks at the same time. Like a lot of the things that people are like, he changed. It's like, actually, no. But then there's things that like they, they, they don't point out that are like, yeah, you've totally changed, mm. which I find very intriguing. 
like there's things that I know frustrate you and they, they frustrate me as well, where like you can't talk about the price of things anymore. Oh yeah. Because no matter what you say, there's an angle on why you're a bad person because of oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, they, have we talked about that on the show before? I don't know. I've, I've just been noticing this pattern. If I, it's, it's a very real pattern. If like I say something is expensive because it's not expensive to you. Yeah. And if I say something is a good value, it's only cheap to you. Like, okay. So we've gotten to the point now where in uh, writing in script reviews, I will, I'll tell the writers like, look, we can't, I can't, I can't have an opinion on a price. I can speak objectively uh, relative to um, the non-slim PlayStation 5. The new one is the same price. Um, and it's clear that Sony is increasing the price of the all digital version without increasing it by having it be more. And then also it costs more to upgrade that one to the, the disc one with the new modular thing. If you get it after the fact or whatever it was that we kind of discussed last week, I don't remember the exact details, but if I were to just say, um, yeah, that drive upgrade is cheap. Cause you know what? I think for a first-party accessory for a console that has the kind of utility that a Blu-ray drive does and giving the kind of flexibility that it does to buyers to get something at a lower price today but also be able to add that functionality later, I think it's, I think it's very reasonable. But there's always going to be a way to twist that around. Or if I say, hey, Facebook Marketplace is full of cheap GPUs right now, um, it doesn't matter what the context is for that statement, right? Um, it doesn't matter that I'm talking about it in terms of, you know, relative to what you can get uh, brand new in a retail store or relative to what we were looking at six months ago, a year ago for GPU pricing. Um, it, it, it just seems to get twisted around on me and it's, uh, I don't really get it. I get it or I do get it. I, I have money now. I don't worry about buying a GPU. That is not, uh, that's not a concern in my life. Um, and I know that f for a lot of people it is. So hearing me even comment on it, it, it makes people angry, like actually angry. That's the thing that you guys got to understand is these are not just, um, you know, well-articulated, uh, thoughtful comments about how, um, you know, it could be that over the course of a successful career, you inherently reach a point where your relatability is reduced uh, because of your life situation not being the same as the people you're talking to anymore. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking people are mad, like furious about it. And it's, it's I, I'm taken aback by it because as as much as as much as my life situation has changed a lot, actually, a lot of my attitudes towards money and spending it, particularly personally, haven't. I've definitely allowed myself to loosen up a bit. Obviously, the car was a huge example of that, but I still wouldn't even begin to consider spending $7 on a beverage. Um, and that's, you know what? I can. $7, and uh, this is going to get turned around on me, I'm sure, but $7 means nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. I could spend $7 on a beverage every day for the rest of my life. I wouldn't notice it. But that's not my approach. That's not my habit. That's not, uh, that's not how I feel about it. That's not how I was raised. Um, that's not how I lived most of my adult life. Even, 
Um, and I, I just, I don't foresee it changing anytime soon. Like to me, when I see anyone who isn't a high net worth individual spending that kind of money on a drink, I am floored. Um, and you know what? I, I get it. People, people get enjoyment in different ways. That just is, I couldn't pos- I just couldn't possibly enjoy it. Every sip is like nickel, nickel. Like I can't, I can't lose it. I can't, I can't lose that. Um, and so there's like, there's, I, yeah. And sometimes I think I, I'm contradictory, right? Because I, I don't, I'm not acting that I, I actually, I feel that I, I, I have a heart. I, I drink water because especially here, it's, 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 it's plentiful. It's, it's free basically. It's good um, too. And it's, and it's good. Yeah. Um, Some places in the world, it's not yeah, so good. Yeah. And totally different situation. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then on the other hand, I have this like stupid midlife crisis mobile car. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to go so into everything because I think every single one of them is going to have that type of response. (laughs) Uh, But I think a lot of the ways that the audience thinks Linus has changed are are inaccurate. Um, Yeah. I don't know. And I think a lot of it is very natural aging things. I just got to do my, I got to do my thing. Yeah. Got to do my thing. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think he's changed in... If if you had changed in ways that I thought were, like, really bad, oh, I just wouldn't, wouldn't be, be here. here. Yeah. I know that. So, like... Checks and balances, baby. I would like to think I have also changed. I think I have in actually yep. a bunch of ways. Oh, definitely. I've probably changed more than you. Um, Maybe? In ways that are visible to you, probably. That's fair enough. I was super immature when we started this dealie. Yeah. In ways that probably weren't obvious to you at the time because you were younger and in a very different place in your career. And so my deficiencies at that time were probably less obvious to you. Oh, no. I can see them. But... So this is part of another thing that I was going to say, which right. I'm going to bundle a bunch of stuff into one by saying that you're a bit softer now. And I don't mm. actually mean that, that, that saying that to a dude is often going to be interpreted as bad. Oh, I don't take it. That I way. don't mean in that way. Oh, um, I mean, there's like a, more consideration. I, I, I take my time more. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 Linus's brain has always been fast action, fast fire, boop, 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 go, 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 go. And over the last few years especially i think yeah and i do not mean in the last few months i specifically mean in the last few years don't get me twisted um a little bit more time intentional slowdown i moved fast and broke a lot of stuff yeah which is fun and good sometimes yeah it can can be really good yeah and then eventually you run into you realize that breaking things takes more time than just planning and doing them right in the first place there's this quote that i'm going to misquote brutally i don't remember exactly how it goes but it's like haste now is time waste later oh sure and it's the concept of like if you're rooting through like a a trunk for things and moving things out of the way is taking too long so you just start throwing them all over the place you're gonna have to clean that up later that's gonna waste a lot of time sometimes it's gonna be applicable yeah sometimes you need to just fire through it yeah or better yet if you put them in in an organized fashion like the the farther back you go, yeah, yeah, and plan things more carefully, the more compounded savings you can realize. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so there's stuff like that, but I, I, I genuinely think a lot of the ways that the audience points out the change yeah. is usually inaccurate. I think it's a lot of projection. Yeah. No offense. Often that too. A lot. But I see constant comments about how you've changed or about how LTT's changed or something. Yeah. And I'm just like, not only is this wrong, but it oftentimes is very provably wrong. Yeah. It's just like object, like I can't, uh, man, I don't the, know. What the comments was. about the videos getting bear, better after you hired a new CEO were hilarious. Yeah. Like, uh, and that kind of stuff is not isolated to that incident. That is just the most blatantly, obviously, provably incorrect yeah. ones. Well, there have been all kinds of ones. Like, I, there was a period a few years ago, I think it was now, where there was just this kind of momentum in the community complaining about, like, the immature, like, dick jokes and stuff like that. And, uh, Dude, you know, what, what is it with old forever? And just, just for fun, I replied to a handful of them, linking them to videos from the first month that the channel existed that were full of like, there were complaints about the campy humor and the immature jokes. And so I just like, I just sent them. I was like, look, this has always been this. Yeah. Maybe you, you don't like them anymore. And Maybe you know yet. what? Maybe you grow up. And you know what? That's fine. But, you know, understand a couple of things. One is you obviously did at some point. And two, <laughs> we do not actually think the number 69 is funny. The thing that's funny is that it's not funny. It's just, it's cringe. It's, it's awful. It's like the, that's what she said constant yeah. refrain from michael scott on the office like we're the just, lowest possible brow yeah we're we are we are leaning into it going haha number like it's there's nothing it's there's nothing funny about it and it's just we're just memeing we're just memeing it's okay or or it's not or it's not and you like don't have to watch but i promise you it was always it was there always here and like the cheap thing to to back that up a little bit um we both grew up without a ton of money yeah. I am notoriously called cheap. Yes. And I've by said me. this I've said this before and by everybody else. I've <laughs> I've said this before uh and people didn't get it and I understand but he's cheap too. Oh yeah. And people point at certain things that you have or whatever. But there's a lot of evidence. You just got to look kind of between the lines. Like it took him a long time, but eventually he broke and he bought a bigger, nicer house. It took him a really long time and a lot of conversations. And I honestly think a lot of effort, but eventually he broke and bought a nice car. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you consulted everyone in your life that has any interest in finances or cars. As far as I yeah. can tell, everyone I talked to had had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you about it. You know what? A big part of that, though, was optics management. Yeah, that's fair enough. I wanted people, I wanted people to understand that, like, this wasn't something that I was just doing overnight. Uh, I wanted people to understand that this wasn't a me-first thing. Um, that came right on the heels of us doing an enormous bonus payout. Uh, for the Christmas party, that was um, huge, yeah. And 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 that was kind of the way that that was a big part of the way I justified it to myself was if I can afford to buy myself something nice like this, then I should be able to afford to buy everyone else something nice. And if I can't, then should I really have the status symbol anyway? Does yeah. it mean anything? It's like is a status symbol really a and status symbol unless you can afford to like 
give a bunch of it to someone else too. And if, this, you, if you get what I mean. Like, this is not a change. He would have given me that talk in 2011. So, so I, don't I don't know. know. Someone's pointing out the $7 thing. Uh, in Philip Plainchat's S. Bowen said, I don't mind spending $7 on a coffee if the employees are treated better than Tim Hortons treats their employees. And you know what? Sure, I agree. To defend his point, his point is either that he's just going to go without the coffee or yeah. he'll just make it himself at home. And I know this because neither of us drink coffee because we're both cheap as hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> neither of us drink alcohol. Neither of us smoke. Neither of us drink coffee. And I bet you, I honestly, can't imagine burning a, a thing very, I paid for. A very significant part, probably more than 50% of the motivation around not doing those things for both of us is we don't want to spend the money. <laughs> and a few of those things are addictive, so we wouldn't even take it if it was free because there's a risk of spending money on it later. I'm just trying to think if there's <laughs> anything other than food that I have been willing to invest in a consumable ecosystem do you buy any consumables and there's so many examples yeah. of consumables i don't know if it's fair to say but yeah technically toiletries okay no okay 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 deodorant uh, okay oh, sorry i don't mean in terms of personal care when i when i say consumables i'm talking about discretionary purchases so something like a um uh so let's say batteries but yeah here's batteries. A, here's a, no but I, here's a counter linus spent a bunch of time in research finding the best rechargeable batteries so he would never have to spend money on them again <laughs> and a loops <laughs> and then and then I created the no batteries policy in my house, yeah. which you guys actually saw a video about when I converted a battery only, actually, well, Dan did most of the work, but Good job, um, where we converted mm. a battery only um, temperature sensor for the Ecobee smart thermostat into a wall powered one so that I would never have to buy another battery for it. No, no. I refuse. Uh, here's, I'm going to get TMI for a section. Uh, Sop Cannon said, is birth control consu uh, consumable? Not when it's a vasectomy. <laughs> Laundry like, detergent. I'm telling you guys, you're actually wrong. <laughs> what about house consumables? Do they count? Uh, no, I Not mean, if it's like, like a requirement. Yeah, like, like, yeah, a, like, like food said, and, and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. Like that makes sense. Discretionary. Um, honestly, a big part of my personal rationalization for the car is at least I'm not buying gas anymore. I'm using good old, subsidized by my solar panels, cheap as nothing in BC, hydroelectricity. Let's go. Yeah. So, so like, I step on that pedal with no regret. Yeah. So like there's some things that have changed, but they're probably a lot less than you think. And they're probably not what you think. And I would argue they're significantly more related to just like growing older, growing a little bit wiser, probably some amount of hormone changes, stuff like that. Yeah, kids are expensive, but I have no problem spending money on other people. That's never really been an issue. It's not really a question. Uh, Tynan brings up uh, shuttles for badminton. Yes, okay. Badminton. Ah. Uh is something I spend on consumables I do for. have a counter argument for this, though. I also think that for the personal health, personal exactly. care. Exactly, yeah. 
Uh, badminton is a primary personal care um, method for me. It's it's how I stay in shape. So compared to what you could it's like a easily, health expense almost. Yeah, compared to what you could easily spend on anything else health related, it's it's pretty it's pretty reasonable. And most of my badminton costs are the free badminton nights that we run for work and for some which badminton community members. Money spent on other people. Which is money spent on other people anyway. Yeah, I'm not trying no, to say. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're not after me about it, Tynan. Tynan often comes to Batty Night. It's uh, actually he and uh, some of, some of the other team members have made incredible progress. It's been a it's been a really cool, uh, really cool event. Uh, Sebastian asks, Runescape. Did you spend money on Runescape? Does Runescape cost money? I don't know anything about. I didn't RuneScape. spend money on Runescape. That's oh, okay. I don't know. Did, does it cost money or? It didn't when I played it when I was a kid. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if it does now. Uh, Sheldon asks, car air freshener. Are you kidding me? No way. That sounds consumable to me. No, I got one as a gift that was in the shape of a, a Game Boy uh, years ago, and it's still there because I'm not going to replace it. Well, aesthetically, it hasn't changed. <laughs> That's exactly, yeah. It's still an ornament as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Uh, so, yeah, and to be clear, I'm not trying to sit here saying he's a saint. I'm just saying... A, a lot cheap, of the a I'm lot a of the things ass. a lot of the things <laughs> that the community thinks you've changed about, in yep. my opinion, are wrong. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Car tires. This is a really great example. Exactly in exactly the same way, I will replace a car tire if it's dangerous or dangerous. worn out. But while the recommendation is always to do them in pairs, I've always been the guy to be like, no, only one of them is broken. <laughs> 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 my tires are a lot more expensive now the, the here's here's but, a weird uh, reference the the, the the both the air and water filter on your fridge are expired oh oh yeah there's no way. because because he probably believes that they're over engineered no i just can't even see the light it's like an ad <laughs> fridges has air filters uh, uh, yeah 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 for the for the air, air circulation in the thing it helps keep uh, Helps keep it not stanky. Yeah, I mean, not in my fridge, stuff. but I'm in someone else's, maybe. <laughs> but I, I think they're also engineered. I, <laughs> I do the same thing. I let mine expire for a while. I, I've never changed one. I need to go home and, <laughs> and deal with this. <laughs> um, okay, move on. Oh, Tynan! <laughs> I'm not acknowledging that. If people want to know what he said, they can be in float plane chat. <laughs> I avoided that joke. <laughs> You're a bad person. Me? No, Tynan. I want to be bundled with him. I'm with it. Oh, that's hilarious. Play now for free. Yeah, RuneScape says play now for free. They probably have like a premium model or something. They're gonna make they do somehow. have a premium model. Okay. Oldscape is the only good scape or 2007 scape, whatever the hell that's you want to call it. Yeah, RuneScape old school. Old school I've heard RuneScape? it's really cool actually, but... Number go up. It's a very good number go up. Oh, that like type of gameplay. It's, it's yeah. Got it. It's like uh, it's the precursor to a lot of them. Uh, let's see. Hey, LLD, love the show and the journey LTT has been on. I appreciate the renewed commitment to quality, but I'm wondering mm. what are the downsides of reposting a video like Secret Shopper Three Part Two? Big oh, ones. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's bad. Uh, I can I can promise you guys right now that that video will not perform like it would have if we had simply left it up. Um, the far better option that can be available to 
under certain circumstances. So this is all part of our error handling SOP, standard operating procedure that we've posted on the forum. Um, the, the better option is one that we outlined there, which is if you can edit the video in a way that the runtime is exactly the same and there's like a bunch of other rules, um, in some cases you can uh, submit a request to YouTube to have it replaced. Um, but if that's not possible, our only options are to post retractions or, or comments or to take down the video and re-upload it. And the problem is that both of those are bad options. Once you've set a video private, the momentum is is gone and you are just relying on YouTube to start to seed it and a big part of your audience has already seen it. So it's gonna seem like a bad video that people aren't interested in, but actually people have just already watched it. So you're gonna not get a lot of reach that way. And then re-uploading is the exact same problem. Not a lot of your views come from people who have subscribed and rang the bell. Uh, nobody does that, nobody clicks that notification. I've actually been thinking of making a video for a long time called You Won't Click This Notification. Uh, and just talking about how inconsequential subscriptions and notifications are on YouTube now compared to recommendations. Um, I just I haven't really gotten around to it. It's the kind of thing that only I can realistically write instead of someone else on the team. And I'm just so busy reviewing other people's work. I rarely get to write. Uh, I have one coming soon though. I wrote the big screen beyond video. It's that cool VR headset, that super high fidelity yeah. one that you tried at, yeah, at, yeah. at my place. Yeah. Crazy experience by the way. Yeah. Um, that was wild. So I, I got, I got to write a video for a change, but that's coming soon. Uh, what am I talking about right now? I forget. I'm gonna, uh, oh, right. I'm gonna... So taking it down and then republishing it again has the exact same problem because even though most people won't click that notification, YouTube still uses that as an extremely strong signal for the uh, appeal of that video to your audience, right? And so if you upload a video that has the same title as when you uploaded two days ago or whatever, most people aren't going to click it and they're going to go, oh, signal, video bad. That's um, less of a problem today. We had a video that we published um, where we accidentally clicked an option that doesn't send a notification. It was um, here, I think it was like um, this one. Yes, okay. This top one right here. What were they thinking? Weird 90s controllers. It's got one and a half million views. Do I think it could have done a little bit better with a shove in the butt out of the gate rather than not having anything go out to notify uh, to people who subscribed? Um, yeah, yeah, probably. But overall, it's done okay. And that wouldn't have been the case, you know, five years prior to that, 10 years prior to that, when subscriptions and notifications were basically just kind of indicative of the long-term performance of a video. Now you can have videos that do awful out of the gate and then great later or great out of the gate and awful later or awful, then you change a title and thumbnail and then they do great. It's it's kind of all over the place. Uh, so I I think that ultimately secret shopper will do okay but i it's it's very clear that there is a big downside to feeding it to you know a solid quarter to a fifth of the potential audience and then taking it away and then uploading it again and having lost that momentum i want to take a second to jump back to talking about old school runescape okay i just want to say this is awesome. Wow. So the, the website, if you, if you, oh, hold on. Sorry. One sec. Is I'm this official? This. Yes. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go through this really quickly. Okay. My laptop again. So you, you get to this website. If you just go to 
RuneScape, if you just Google like RuneScape, you land on this website. Uh, and I was like, okay, a classic adventure reborn. Everything that I hear people talk about is old school RuneScape though. And I saw this button up here that said old school. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to that, which opened this up. That is so cool. I'm having so I many flashbacks. love this. Literally, this website being like this makes me want to try the game. I don't know. And, like, I'm sure it's the, like, boomery-style millennial brain in me just, like, feeling more comfortable on a website like this. Yeah, this reminds me, this is a website to me. Yeah, ex exactly. The stuff, the stuff that we have now is, like, apps Weird visual in, a, in a rectangle. This yeah. is just, like... You know, some it's some so guy named Steve programmed this by hand. Understand too. You have the external links. He had a beard for sure. Oh yeah. You have the box with the line, the external links, you know, and then you have the internal links that are very clearly just like text hyperlinks. You have very clear and obvious Where's easy to click buttons. The first thing my eyes going to is new user sign up here. Yeah. And then I start looking around and there's Free more stuff. It's like the UI is perfect. Yeah. Oh, there's a news feed. Very easy, clear to understand. It's news not feed even behind dates, the fold. All that kind of stuff. No. Amazing. I really like this ten website. Out of ten. It's great. That's all I have to say. If you were the person on that team that decided that that should work like that, great choice. It's absolutely fantastic. That's it. Next up, I guess. Love it. Hi guys, my wife and I are expecting our first baby, and we recently found out we're having a girl. Do you have any advice for encouraging a girl's interest in tech? Thanks. I think the best advice that I could possibly give you is... Just don't make a difference. Yeah, well, don't change anything. And, you know, engagement with tech should be, should be meaningful. It should be um, educational to the degree that you can make it. It should be um, not a crutch. I think that's probably the most important advice as someone who's been doing the parenting thing for actually a while now um, is is don't treat tech like a babysitter. Experience it with them. Be part of be part of that voyage of discovery. What is the path not taken with LTT that you are most curious about how it would have turned out? Ooh. I mean, I wasn't that curious about it until you brought it up just now, but I think the path of converting to like a um like it like an ad agency slash production company could have been really interesting. I, I there's no way that I had that in me. I, I don't think we could it's a cutthroat world and and I d I don't have the the background there. Uh, oh, oh, okay, no here uh well, okay, again, I'm not sure if I'm I'm trying to think of things to be curious about. Uh, it's not something that occupies my mind. I more look forward than look back in general. Mm -hmm. But remember that um, that small Vancouver-based tech media company that wanted to yes. acquire us very early on? Yeah. And I'm still so happy we didn't do that. The reason that I didn't do it was not actually because I wasn't interested. They had a lot of experience in traditional media, a lot of advertising relationships that could have poured rocket fuel on what we were doing. The reason I didn't do it was because of ego speaking of things that haven't changed um whatever we're we being real let's be real like the people who are like linus has an ego he's totally changed oh, fuck that 
Uh, Wait, what? Well, yeah. This is what I'm talking about, dude. You're just wrong. <laughs> if anything, it might have been bigger before. And to be clear, like, uh, I, I, I actually agree with you. Like, I've been put in my place a lot of times over the years. Yeah, this is part of what I was saying about softer. Yeah. It's kind of, it's still very much there, but it's kind of relaxed. And you got to understand, like, ego is not necessarily inherently a terrible thing. It doesn't make you a bad person, but it does make you behave in certain ways sometimes. And in this case, my, my, my ego did push me away from making a deal with them because it was clear to me that they felt that they were acquiring a smaller company. And I saw it as a merger of equals. And it didn't even matter whether the company share structure was 50-50. That was, not even, that was not even a factor for me. It was that they clearly were of the mindset that I was a kid who would essentially work for the company and have shares in it, sure, or whatever, because I built something really valuable to them, clearly, but that they were, you know, the the acquiring party. Um, and I was like, no, man, I will, uh, I'll see you on the other side or not. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that can be hugely motivating, right? Um, yeah, I think it was, Oh, it was very motivating. Yeah. I, I, ah, <sighs> I don't know if I enjoy it or if I just have to have it competition. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Both? Yeah, that's a whole conversation right there. Maybe both. Yeah, both make sense. Yeah. I had an interview today, and they asked me a question. I was wondering what your response would be. What is the one thing you've done professionally that you would never do again? I have to pick one? <laughs> 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 I know mine. <laughs> um oh man, I uh I disclosed the sorry state of our accounts payable at NCIX to a partner. <laughs> I remember that, but yeah, that's a good one. That's a good um one. that was that was pretty bad. Like I'm all about, you know, honesty or whatever, but that was probably not that was probably above my pay grade. Um, oh man, shoot. I was actually gonna, I was actually gonna say something else too, man. I, I don't know. I, this is, this could be an endless list of, uh, think, yeah, things I've done professionally that I would never do again. Start a video delivery platform with $0 of budget and one, uh, part-time slash volunteer employee. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? That's so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. Actually dumb. Yeah. I mean, it's, it worked. It's been all right. But it was a lot of effort and stress and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's unquestionably mine. Mine was pretty easy. <sighs> There's definitely things about our hiring practices early on that I would have done differently. <laughs> We can't talk about it much without getting into some pretty personally identifiable information, but yo, like there's definitely some things we could have done better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, my interview was like hours long. I don't regret that though. No, that was cool. That like, may, honestly, maybe, maybe that I forever would have been great. I remember a very long and weird amount of it, but 
Ja. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Did, didn't you have to drive me home that night? I think so. Yeah. Because like uh, maybe the buses weren't running to where yeah, you were going or something that like that. Late. Yeah. Like I showed up when it was light out. It's kind of wild how you can go from a job interview with a stranger to just like getting driven home. Insta bros. Um, but it like actually, yeah, it actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Would you have done it again? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. yeah, I don't think there's any question for either of us. Like it was, it was just stupid a lot of the time. Right. But like, oh yeah. Uh, it, it, we both thrive off that kind of stuff, though. And it, yeah, and it's like, uh, I don't think you can be who you are today and be even remotely happy with who you are and not go back and make the same decisions. This is something we've talked about in a lot of detail on the WAN show before, but I, I just, I couldn't change a thing. Like, butterfly effect, man. What if I, what if I changed something? And what if I didn't hire Luke? What if I hired someone else and I turned out to be more easily influenced than I think I am. And they got me into hookers and blow and it blew up my marriage. <laughs> and will you laugh or whatever, right? But like... This kind of stuff happens technically. It ha they, no, not, not technically. This happens. This is one of the things that we, we're starting to talk to our kids about a lot is so much of who you become is influenced by who's around you. The and five closest people or whatever. We're recognizing that we are not going to be in that inner circle for our kids for much longer. And so the best way that we can influence them into the future is to try to influence who will be influencing them. We recognize it's not going to be us. And so I, I, I count as one of the, like, I don't know what you want to call it. Luckiest or I don't think it was just luck. Cause I, I, I was in a bunch of different, circles at, at various times and i kind of curated this group but yeah the like gvet guys yeah yeah his like gamer crew yeah but they're also like probably the people that i'm closest with even though i don't see some of them for like a year at a time yeah because we're adults now we're adult males and that's just like a thing that we do for whatever reason but like i a solitary creature quite deeply the adult male <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's true though. It's alone in the dark. It's kind of sad, but it's true. Uh, but I like deeply respect all of those guys. Um, I don't know. I could, I could talk at length about why, you know, I wouldn't have made the exact same choices that they did, but I respect why they did it and yeah. I understand why it was good for them. And this, these are people that push hard to get things done, push hard to advance themselves and their careers and their, the lives of the people around them, which is very respectable people. Um, and if that wasn't true, if that wasn't the case, I mean, I know people, I'm not going to name anyone, but I know people that went down certain paths that I think were really bad for them because the people around them were doing those things. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think we, I think we like to think that we're, you know, we have our own mind and we have our own, uh, we, we set our own course or whatever else, but if we're being 100% honest with ourselves, I think that we are in a position where we are privileged to be able to have our own path and make our own decisions um, and feel that way. If we'd had a very, very different start, we might not be in that position today, which is just another way of saying that we could have been easily influenced. We got a little lucky and maybe we worked hard. But maybe we also got a little bit lucky. I don't think you can I don't think you can achieve success without some of both. 
I think resisting peer pressure is also like incredibly important. Yep, but I mean, okay, not going to get too personal here, but um, there are, I think, situations where being completely oblivious to the needs and wants of the people around you is also not helpful. And right? sometimes like doing things that you know are dumb because it's fun is okay. Yeah. And sometimes depends on the thing. Sometimes but. doing something that isn't what you want to be doing right now, but isn't dangerous. And just because someone else wants to do it is okay. And if they do peer pressure you, maybe they shouldn't have done that. But these are, these are social mechanisms that have evolved over tens or hundreds of thousands of, of years, right? Like, let's not pretend that all of a sudden we're going to go, oh, peer pressure, bad. That's not going to happen anymore. Um, and, and there's something to be said for creating a social network by sometimes doing what you want to do and sometimes doing what other people want to do. And, and sometimes one of the tools that people are going to use to you know, get the group to do something together is going to be peer pressure. You just have to also have a, a good head on your shoulders and avoid it when it's problematic. Yeah. And this kind of nuance, like I, I can understand why adults worry about kids. <laughs> like I get it now. Like my, my brother and I were both very stubborn, not very peer pressurable people. Um, and as I've grown up, I think I've recognized more and more. Like even when I was a kid, that was something I valued about myself. I was just like, no, if I don't want to do this thing, you're not going to get me to do it. It's just not going to happen. And I like, I liked that about myself. But now that I'm getting older, I'm just like, wow. There's a few situations that I remember being in that like if I wasn't that way, could have been really bad. Yeah. Like really bad. And I'm just like, okay, that's pretty cool. I'm happy that worked out. <laughs> But you got a little lucky, probably. Probably. The fact that you even just sort of had that attitude of wanting to, you know, do your own thing. Uh, you can't take that for granted. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. With the as-a-service model seemingly invading every market, do you think there'll ever be a tipping point where the market pushes back and wants to outright own or manage these products themselves? I mean, I think the entire open source software movement was just going to say is what you're talking about. And there's a ton of momentum there. I mean, uh, oh, one of the topics that we didn't get to this week. This is a, a great segue into it. Um, Qualcomm is working on their first RISC-V processor design. It's not going to be a full-on smartphone chip out of the gate, but in collaboration with Google... They are building RISC-V Snapdragon for wearable devices. That's incredible. And you know what? ARM, from my understanding of it, has a relatively um, amenable licensing situation. But nobody likes paying forever for something when they can spend money on it once and own it forever. And I think that's where, that's where, that's where risk five is going to come in. And in the medium to long term, close the gap with x86 and arm or well, sorry, with arm. And even to a degree, I think x86 in the very, very long term. I have never used the preset buttons on my microwave. 
for example, popcorn or chicken, etc. Yeah, me neither. If an AI could actually predict the right settings, do you think you would use it for your appliances? So my understanding, uh, tech, Technology Connections did a video on this like super advanced microwave from the 90s. Um, my understanding is what you're talking about does exist and did exist and only doesn't exist now because it's just way more profitable to crap out cheap commodity garbage microwaves um, and nobody really appreciates that level of product development anymore. Like there's no reason that a popcorn setting wouldn't work perfectly every time, but mine burns the popcorn on my like model year 2021 microwave, even though it should just have a microphone that detects popcorn popping, waits for about whatever it says on the, on the bag. Like I think it's about a two second delay in between kernels popping and then just stops. Right. But they don't work that way. As far as I can tell, it's just a timer still. So, um, yeah, I think people would use them, but as it is, no, I don't use them. And actually, back to popcorn, it explicitly says on at least the ones that I have not to use that setting because it doesn't work properly. Hi, Linus and Luke, longtime fan. Finally buying this awesome water bottle. Quick question, micro SD, external SSD, or large format USB stick for storing movie library long-term, five to 10 years? Hmm. Micro SD, USB, or what? Basically, they're all flash. Mm. So with that in mind, I would use whatever uses high quality flash. And the most likely of those products to use quality NAND flash would be an SSD. Uh, they tend to use better controllers. They tend to use better flash. Um, USB sticks and micro SD just use whatever the cheapest possible garbage is because unless you are spending extra money on a, a really, you know, good one. And even then, a lot of the time, it, it won't matter. It'll just be garbage anyway. Um, they are going to be the cheapest, cheapest, didn't make the cut for, for proper flash products, possible chips. What about uh, things like bit rot and other stuff I've heard? Because I've had DVDs that disintegrate and hard drives have the same sort of issue. Yeah, nothing's going to be perfect. I um, Even magnetic tape. Three, two, that. one, right? Yeah. How about oh, one yeah. each? <laughs> that, that, yeah, three, two, one. Um, okay. After amazing customer service from LTT Store Ooh. on something I broke compared to the worst I've experienced from Geek Squad, what is the worst RMA or customer experience you guys have had? I, I can say the best for me was EVGA. Mm -hmm. Like, hands down. The worst. Nobody's came close, but I've also never had to use LDT Store or, like, Floatplane customer support, so I don't know. I don't know, man. I've had a lot of pretty bad experiences. Uh, I haven't had many, but I've had to return my, very few things. My pool company. <laughs> it's still not, like, actually done done. They're awful. Uh, yeah. They are, they're, they're just, they're awful. Mm -hmm. um, they don't show up when they say they will. They show up without telling you they will. So they, they'll like come in, quickly fix a couple of things, not everything that is outstanding. And they'll like take off and you're like, whoa, hey, uh, they, yeah, they're, they're awful. Hi, Linus and Luke. Uh, 
Uh, no, that's the same one. It just got pushed down. I work in pro audio video, and products are ditching local config for cloud-based config, which is a good way to end up with a paperweight if a company goes under. Yeah, that's bad. What products have you seen this happen to? Routers. Was it routers or access points? Access points, maybe? Yeah, those access points that you yeah. have. The um, Meraki. Are they Meraki? I think so. The one that you have? Uh, no, not anymore. Oh, oh. Had, for was sure. It, was it Meraki? Couldn't be. I thought they had, like, a different, like, entry level. It was, like, a, like a Cisco sub-brand or something like that. Yeah, I thought right? it was Meraki. Yeah, that's their sub-brand, but that's their, like, really high-end stuff. Um, Maybe I'm mistaken. Anyway, yeah, anything, anything that has a dashboard. This is actually what turned me off of the... Um, Meraki Go access point requires an active subscription. Oh, is that the one? I don't know if it was a Go. This was a long time ago. Oh, okay. But it was a Meraki access point. I'm pretty sure that required a subscription. Yeah, the, um, the like, cost as much as a car automated cleaning robot that I had looked at for the badminton center. I was like, hey, so how does, how does the configuration work? Can it be done locally in the event that you guys don't exist anymore? And their response was, don't worry, we'll exist. And I went, yeah, I'm not going to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a robot that all of a sudden doesn't work anymore if you guys don't support it anymore. That's absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Um, oh, man, I mean, we've seen it happen to lots of products. I have tried not to invest in many that I foresee that being a possibility with. I've been really lucky. Avoid. I've been really lucky so far. Uh, Sonos got real close for a little bit there with the S1, S2 app split. So far, they have continued to support their legacy S1 products uh, well enough that I'm happy with it. Mm, and the rest are just potentials, if you guys want to have a look through those. Sure. I don't have a good answer for this one, but it's such a good question that I want to say it. Anonymous asks, what is a proverbial hill that you would die on that few people know about. Huh. I was trying to think of I one. I feel like through WAN shows, we would have exposed a lot of these. I mean, I have pet peeves, but I know that I have a hill that I die, I die on. But every time it comes up, I go absolutely apoplectic. But What is it? I can't remember what it is. It's probably some absolutely innocuous little tiny thing um, that is very much like a hill you die on. Like it doesn't have to be big or important. Yeah, fair enough. If so it was big, big and deal. important, I would probably um, you know, have some rational explanation. I'm sure I have them too. Or maybe it would be a thing people know about, but for it to be something the, that people know about. The, the, yeah, the problem is that they don't know it. I don't even know it. <laughs> I'm, just trying, I'm, I'm, I'm loading up my, my video idea tracker here because <laughs> I'm sure there's something in here that you know would occur to no one else, but... Uh, uh, Hmm. buying high-end computers is stupid yeah but i think everyone kind of knows that like we do it anyway because it gives us satisfaction or whatever it's fun but like number go up you're so much better off buying a mid-range pc every three years than a high-end one every you know six years or whatever the math works out where it works out to but then you're never having the high-end experience you know, um,
Man, there's a lot of weird stuff in here. <laughs> um, all right. I, uh, I'm not going to find anything useful for this. I feel like as, as a media personality, I think that's the problem. I spend four hours a week, basically. Is that how long Wan Show is now? I think it's like three or four hours talking about everything that could possibly come to my mind to the point where I don't even after Wancho, I don't even really like talking. Yeah. And like, even sometimes the next day I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like kind of done talking for now. That's, that's it. That's all I got. (laughs) Um, so I just, I don't have that much to, to share. I just, I feel like surprisingly draining. I want to, I want to highlight that question. So you guys can, you know, use it to start a conversation with someone in your life. Cool. That you want to have a good chat with. Uh, Chris E. asks, any reason Build Redux wasn't included in Secret Shopper despite being a past sponsor? I'm actually not sure why Build Redux would have or wouldn't have been included. Um, I was Somebody pointed out that they're a subsidiary of something. Digital Storm. Yeah, but Digital, Digital Storm's Storm. not in it either. Oh. I don't remember why we do or don't include Digital Storm. A lot of the placements in Secret Shopper are as much because... We've shopped them already. Like, I don't know how Main Gear's business is going. I don't know how relevant or not relevant they are today compared to when we did the first one four or five years ago or whatever it was. Got it. So you're just doing repeats. Um, but then we added Starforge because they are highly relevant. And then Cyberpower um, was added because we had attempted to secret shop them in the past, but they hadn't ended up participating because they didn't provide recommendations. And our whole thing is we buy whatever you recommend to us. Maybe we'll expand it in the future, but this was already a lot of systems to do. Uh, somebody's asking, uh, I'll just curate it so it can be shown. Um, there we go. I think I did the thing. Yeah. How do these hoodies hold up in the gym? How do the dropout hoodies hold up in the gym? Um, I don't think we would technically know. Yeah, they just launched. Yeah. Um, but... Seems like it would be pretty good. A good hoodie. I mean, I wouldn't personally wear a hoodie to work out. Some people do that. Is that a thing? They want the sweat. I don't like it. Oh. I think we're too sweaty already. Yeah, no. Ooh. Yeah. More sweat. I mean, I... Whew. Dude, I I know it's like you're supposed to do it, but a lot of people don't. I carry around the like rag and wash bottle because when I'm done using a bench, it's just... I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta clean it. Sometimes I have to mop down a badminton court after I play on it. Dude, you he, he sweat through his shoe, through the whole thing. Okay, that was That was wild. That was crazy. And it was not like, I don't know how to describe this. It was like, it was, a, it was obviously, I didn't know this before, but it was obviously a multi-piece sole because I went through the sole. It was not dripping yeah. around. It yeah. was like a spot in the sole where clearly some pieces of rubber were like fitted together or like separated to some degree. Yeah. And I would step and it would squish and some sweat would come through. Come it. out. It was very hot that day. Wild. Absolutely wild. Whew. Yeah. Hey, LLD, love the show. Linus, any issues with the pool cooling? Are we going to get an update on how it's all running? 
Absolutely. Uh, there's a video coming where we're going to deploy all the systems. There's another video coming. Man, we've got a lot of videos shot but not released right now. Um, there's another video coming where we make some changes to the cooling system to help cool the room more because I realized there's a fatal flaw in the entire setup. I added the five systems, right, with pool cooling so that I could cool the room. But all the heat that I'm removing is net new heat. So if the room's too hot now... It's still going to be too hot. So we had to think outside the box a little bit in yeah. order to remove some heat from the room. It's pretty good now, though. I'm, like, really stoked. Mm -hmm. All right. Last one from Tyler. I only got a used GPU after your testing video and ended up getting the best deal of my life. EVGA 3090 with an EK water block, an EK pump, a radiator, and a 1,000-watt ASUS power supply for $700 on Facebook. That's wicked. What was your best deal ever? Uh, I think mine might be the, the, oh, what was it? R, R2, how, how do you say that? It was a 200, but that GPU that I got in the first Scrapyard Wars was insane. Oh, the uh, 2900, whatever, Hawaii. 2900. Yeah. Oh, wait, 7970? What did you have in the first one? I thought it was a 290X or something. No. Or 290. R9 290? Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Codename Hawaii. I don't remember what the stupid that, that card is called. That was a pretty sick deal. That was a very I think, good honestly, deal. a lot of them, for probably both of us, you're going to find it in Scrapyard Wars. One of my best ones, I, I don't know if I would remember my best one. I used to do a lot of wheeling and dealing. Uh, one of my best ones was definitely the dual 7800 GTXs oh, I that I picked this up. story, yeah. Yeah, Buddy was upgrading, upgrading, uh, cross-grading, uh, from dual 7800 GTXs to dual uh, 1900 XTXs in Crossfire. That, I think, would have been the generational equivalent. 1800 ATX? It doesn't matter. I think it was 1900 ATXs, uh, or XTXs. And it was he was one of those people that just bought shit to play with it, and just, I don't think he cared about money at all. And he just wanted to get rid of them quickly. I saw it. I was like, I'll take both. I ran those for like maybe a couple of weeks, but I was terrified that some news would come out that another generation yeah. of cards was coming and the value would go down. So I flipped them, but I, I, I sold those for like a couple hundred dollars profit. Yeah. Just buy low, sell yeah, high. Sick. Um, I, I was big into that when I was in high school. I don't know if this counts, but like actually my best one would probably be when I was back in the Intel Insider program due to being a part of GeekSwap. Oh yeah, man. I, I got that counts. I got so many colleagues to give me their account credentials so I could do go and do surveys for them so I could pick up more I more SSDs because yeah. uh, I wanted an SSD RAID array like very <laughs> early on. So I had um, I had four intel x25 dash m 80 gigs and so that was yeah like 300 gigs that's 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 enough um and i paid like a fraction of what they were worth at retail that was a pretty sick setup yeah uh so spend lots of money but cheapskate yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> work the yeah, angles yeah exactly last one i'll blast out is uh dan and luke any favorite starfield mods yet besides the necessary basics like star ui dan any progress on your bird mod or any others uh i don't know i like the color correction one and then i kind of just fell out of love with the game yep sounds um, about right uh for me so i'm it's not gonna the, bother 
collection constellation v2 because then it does it all for you oh yeah that's a that's a good idea yeah yeah unfortunately i've moved on to other things finding time to game is hard that's my biggest problem right now yeah i haven't i haven't actually moved on from it but i haven't been playing it as much because like too many games alex clark and life's just been busy alex clark is boned do you know he's a huge city skylines guy oh no do you know he's also a huge like rally racing game guy yeah oh, wrc is coming out wrc right is coming and city skylines 2 is coming like <laughs> right now <laughs> stop making Rough. good games you know how i know this we actually have deals with both of them <laughs> and alex is on point because he loves no those series <laughs> that poor man yeah so he has to spend all of his time working on videos about them instead of playing them it's great it's that's like tantalizing that's pretty funny you <laughs> love it that's pretty good and i love telling you good night Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye!